What up, what up, what up, man? The Coach JB Show with my main man, Darnell Smith, a.k.a. Big Smitty. I'm going to bring some light to the darkness, man. I'm going to light it up in this mug, man. So I'm, I'm ready. It's going to be fire and ice. Uh, even though you got you bring that heat as well, you might be that ice that cool me down a little bit. Played at Ball State. You've been at Fox Sports with great people around you. You've had Lil Wayne on your show. I respect I respect the hell out of you to see that you're doing what you're doing and still doing what you're doing for real the way you do it, man. You said from day one, you had the same enthusiasm. You keep the same enthusiasm, and it's fucking contagious. We're about to give him this, uh, this fire and ice. The Coach AB Show with Big Smitty. What up, what up, what up, man? The Real Coach AB coming at you live with a proud new sponsor of the Coach AB Show with Big Smitty, and that is Factor. Factor, you see it right here. You can get it all right here. Look at this. Tropical fruit, ready meals. Hey, I'm doing it myself. It is no joke. Now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for some wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can have you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. Too busy with summer plans to cook but want to make sure you're eating well? Well, with Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and, heat and enjoy. Then get back outside and soak up the warm weather. Ready to feel your best while making the most out of your summer adventures? Stick to your wellness goals and premium ready-to-eat meals featuring high-quality ingredients such as broccolini, leeks, and asparagus. Treat yourself to 34-plus weekly restaurant-quality options like bruschetta shrimp, risotto, green goddess chicken, and grilled steakhouse filet mignon. Ready in just two minutes. So head on over to Factor. Use my promo code JB50 and get 50% off. That's code JB50 at factormills.com slash JB50 and get 50% off. I'm just telling you right now, these right here are fire. And I'm just telling you, don't just talk about it. Be about it. This is something JB and Coach Smitty and Big Smitty, Coach JB and Big Smitty endorse fully. Tropical fruit is fire. So is the strawberry banana, mango, and all the rest of them. So head on over to factormills.com slash JB50. And use the promo code JB50. Get 50% off at factormeals.com slash JB50. Appreciate everybody. 
Peace. What up, what up, what up, man? The Real Coach JB over here schooling my TikTokers on area codes because I know them all. Short, fat, skinny, and tall when I recruit them all. You got to know every single area code. <laughs> Different area codes. I know them all. Uh, this is a great day to have a great day. Merciless Monday on the Coach JB Show. And it wouldn't be that without my main man, Big Smitty. Ah! In different area codes. Hey. Area codes. Hey, I'm over here schooling these cats. I'm over here schooling these cats on uh on on area codes. Off real day, man. Excuse me. Somebody just put nine. Someone just asked me 317, City. Stop playing with me, man. You know what that is. Hell that yeah. town, the best that town. town. Somebody asked me nine. What did they ask me? Um, I just saw something, but, uh, man, I've been asking them. I've been answering these. I can sit here all day long, dog. <laughs> it's easy for you, man. Listen, you didn't coach all over the world. You didn't travel oh, all man. over the these world. So really, it's easy for you. These cats really be tripping though. They, 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 they really think like, I don't know where, come on, dog. Don't everybody throw them in there. Eight, four, three. Come on, man. That's Carolina's dog. I recruit the, come on. I love me some North and South Carolina. I can tell you all those things. Jay Green oh. said eight, one, three. Ain't that Tampa? Ain't, ain't 813 Tampa? Come on now. I know what I'm, we know what we doing out here. I go back. See, a lot of cats don't know. I go back. Someone put 919. So, so they don't, I don't think they realize. 773 Chicago's in the building. I see you, JD. Hey, I don't think people realize, though. Like, I know your area code before you knew that it turned to this one. <laughs> <laughs> I know your original area code. See, a lot of you youngsters don't even know. Come on, yeah. man. Shit. Shout out to John Rodriguez, man. We got 313 Detroit in the building, man. My wife from the, from the D. So, you oh, know yeah. what I mean? That's like a second home for me, man. Shout out to the hey, D. I love me some Detroit. Love me some Detroit. Love me some uh, – Oh, I, I, used to, I used to go to Detroit, recruit the hell out of Detroit, take my hour drive, go straight over to Toledo, hit Toledo, Akron, uh, go down – go come down. I'd go all the way to – I'd hit Cincy, Cleveland, mm. Columbus, Naptown. Yeah. Uh, I'd hit that whole corridor. Like, and I'd have about five or six coaches in that whole area just hitting different spots in cars, right? We we'd be in cars. So we didn't have to uh why get in the plane, dog? Shit. Hey, uh, hey Big Spinny, when I stole the game over when I took the game over recruiting wise, people were like, Oh, let's just fly over here. I'm like, really? So when uh Ed Ozron hits me and says, Hey JB, there's a kid that ain't gonna make it in uh baton rouge and we're in um you know we got cars all over the country maybe you could take veer off and go straight to baton rouge from alabama instead of get on a plane drop right. fly and then another buddy scoops them up yeah we got cars everywhere let's go hit it boom, 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 boom. so that's you what could, we I mean, you could I miss the opportunity in a few minutes <laughs> i'm gonna do a whole recruiting uh uh thing on here man shit um I love it, man. Oh, Monday, JB, high energy, man. We got that factor back in as a sponsor. I'm still waiting on my product. Hopefully, they can send it this week. And uh, man, I'm. I'm, I'm I was happy with that. That's supposed to have you two weeks ago. Uh, did me dirty. Hey, quote of the day. This show's about you about BetOnline.ag as well. We got NFL preseason full swing baseball. We got a pitcher coming on this week for the Chicago mm -hmm. White Sox. You don't even want to know. Uh, we're going to have a major league baseball pitcher coming on the show today. Big fan of his. He's a big fan this of week. ours. Uh, we'll drop the name this week. 
We'll promote it a little bit. Um, he'll be on the show this week. We got uh, we might have even another pitcher uh, for the Dodgers coming on this week as well. Uh, the Doyers here in L.A. We say the Doyers. Um, but couldn't start the day off without a quote of the day on this merciless Monday. Uh, we're going to take no mercy today because I got my quarterback report cards coming. Uh -oh. <laughs> uh, quote of the day. What are you waiting for, Big Smitty? The future is promised to no one. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. What are you waiting for? The future is promised to no one. I don't know why you guys sit there and wait in bed, sit there looking at the ceiling. Get your asses up. Get up, get out, and get some. <laughs> you don't Come know on, that song. Come uh, on, man. I grew up with that. <laughs> you know, me for my main man, Marcellus. Uh, we'll see him this Thursday at a big event. We're going to uh, Big Smitty rolling uh, to uh, probably the biggest event in the country every year, uh, especially sure. here in Hollywood and L.A. Anyone that's anyone is there. Uh, but I got a little beef for Marcellus. He got Outcast as his number one group, slightly edging N.W.A., we Compton, homie. There's no way you can put Outcast over NWA, and we're gonna have a major beef. I'm gonna have Smitty film it, and uh, we might have to have a little beef argument on that one. So this Thursday coming up, Marcellus, that dude, you better be looking out for this dude. Shout out to that dude, man. I ran into him yesterday. You know, we was out. You know, same location. We having a couple of drinks and food, and. uh it's been a couple years since I actually seen him in person, which sounds crazy now. But I was thinking about it. I haven't, I ain't seen him in a minute. So you know, he saw him. He's like, "Dang, darling, I said, you leaned out, you leaned out." I said, "Yeah, your boy been in that gym, you know what I mean, grinding." So, but shout, shout out to that dude, man. It's always good seeing him. And uh, I'm, I'm gonna have my phone ready Thursday. If, if it's smoke, if it's beef, JB, I'm gonna be ready to record it. So, NWA Outcast, I see it. Hell yeah, we gotta get it cracking. Uh. Sure. Hey, I got a different little, a little different facts of life today. Okay. So this, it ain't nothing on this day in in, in history. We got. I, I, I want to do a facts of life. I don't think people realize. Uh, this is the fact of life. <laughs> Fake smiles can hurt you. Period. Facts of life. <laughs> Fake smiles can hurt you. I don't think people realize that. I could have did it as a contrary to belief, but it's a fact of life. Faking happiness can hurt your health, Big Smitty. Mm. And here's why. 2011, a study was published in the Academy of Management Journal. Researchers looked at the behavior of bus drivers, a profession where people are required to have many friendly interactions. Okay, Correct? Okay. Yep, that's true. That's true. They had a bus driver dog. I mean, and now you yeah. got these punk kids on there. It's like trying to dog. I've seen so many videos of, of how they're trying to do bus drive. I saw a bus driver beat the hell out of a kid the other day. I thought that shit was comical. Uh, but basically discovered that these people withdraw from their work while putting on a smile for show and that they could have long-term delirious health effects. Interesting. For a bus driver to fake it, dog, because he's so miserable. I wonder, is it the same thing with, like, cheerleaders? You know, cheerleaders got to smile the entire game. We got like, no matter what they're going through at home or nothing, just got to smile that whole thing. ask Lucy that. Lucy and Chris, where's Chris at? We got to ask Chris. Chris, coaches cheer. Uh, Lucy been around in her whole life. 
we got to ask Chris that as a coach. I got to ask it because I know I think they teach it actually, like coach it. I think you got to yeah, coach yeah, smile, you're talking right? this mouth. I'm pretty, I'm pretty positive. You like, are. Hockey could be you got to grab the jersey, teach them how to fight, cheer. Do you teach to smile? That's crazy eh? because like without without doing research, I would have assumed that actually smiling, whether it's faking or not, would actually have benefit, you know, positive benefits. To your nah, life. I think it's added stress. I think it's added stress to you faking that shit the whole time when you really just want to let loose and, mm. and 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 let the cat on the bus know, shut your ass up. So you so you you're basically saying it's healthy to cuss a cuss a motherfucker out sometimes. Is that, is that what we're saying? Yeah. <laughs> what they say when you cuss, it's the most like rewarding. It's like it's relieving like toxins and all kinds of shit. Well, you released a lot of toxins, JB, over your day. <laughs> I love hey. it, though. I love it. Facts of life, baby. Facts of life. Uh, well, let's get to this, man. I got a, I got another little thing, contrary to belief. One finds limits by pushing themselves, contrary to belief. I don't mm-hmm. think people realize. Like, cats just sit around thinking that, oh, it's going to come to me. Nah, go find, go push your damn self. You might find an actual limit. Uh, you got to make yourself uncomfortable. Because you don't push yourself. You got to make yourself uncomfortable. I say it all the time, man. The, the most success I've had in my life has, has been in times of discomfort. You know what I'm saying? Thinking you yeah. couldn't do something or can't do it or it seemed impossible, but you just tried it anyway. And you end up, you know, hitting a different wall. You, you created a, a new limit, a new ceiling that you yeah. didn't have before. So that's real. Um, contrary to belief, do not wait to strike till the iron is hot. But make it hot by striking. <laughs> now that's uh, a bar. Now that's a different bar. So say that one more time, JB, because I don't think Brian Roach and Master Wu heard that clearly. I used to tell my players this all the time. Do not wait till strike. Don't not do not wait. Cause you know how people say, oh, might as well we I say it too. We got hit while the iron's straw hot right now. Mm-hmm. The iron's hot. We got to strike now. It's, it's hot. We got whoopty whoop is not up this week. Whatever we be saying, right? Right, 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 right. Uh, do not wait to strike till the iron is hot, but make it hot by striking. Mm. Yeah, that might be one of my favorite ones you didn't ever said on the show ever. That's a bar. Here's That's a bar real. right here. The wise does at once. <laughs> the wise does at once what the fool does at last. <laughs> Ooh, wait, uh, don't procrastinate. Don't wait till the last minute. Do it up front. Do it right now. Be, man. Come on, man. We going crazy. Big Smitty Cologne. Everybody on this TikTok right now needs needs cologne. You mean like cologne, cologne? Yeah, cologne. Like you know, like TikTokers. They yeah, right there. TikTok. Oh yeah, that's one of my favorites, by the way. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Side note: You ain't this ain't you ain't never had the JB. You ain't getting that YSL. That that one right there, you got at the swap meet. I got the real one here. Uh, This is the real one. This that, this that. Come on now. That's the real one. You got this the one. EA. Swap me. How, how you say EL Day Perfume? This that <laughs> real deal. Real one here, but come on now. YSL, man. My 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 babe, my wife only puts the best on me. <laughs> so I know what cologne is. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, cologne. Like all these TikTokers, the, the the dick writers, the haters. Uh, the cologne they have around this area, the orifice, because you know they they love my bows and the Joes. Um, they gotta have cologne on. Um, get a word of the day, cologne. 
Hey, bro, you think you could loan me a dollar? <laughs> uh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> poll question, true or false? I gotta have your, I gotta have your poll question, man. TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, whatever. Poll question, true or false? NFL quarterback play is at an all-time low. True or false? Quarterback play in the NFL is at an all-time low. True or false? Matt McChesney is going to join us in the first hour to discuss. We had a long conversation on the phone yesterday, um, setting up the schedule for the year. And we got to look. Big Smitty, I don't know. We can announce some things, though. I just agree. Re, uh, Let's do it. Reiterate that we have uh, Eric Weddles on Monday, every Monday during the season. Trent yeah. Richardson's on Thursday, every Thursday during the mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Big Matt will be on Wednesday and Friday. Mm-hmm. Zach mm-hmm. Smith's going to be on either Monday or Tuesday. He's working his schedule out right now. Steve Kim will be Tuesdays and Thursdays. And we're working on Clint Sterner on Wednesdays every day of the week. So, it's going to be loaded, plus our special guests that will pop on, like the Brian Erlachers of the world, the Kirk Herbstreet of the world, the Sean Salisbury's, the uh, Merrill Hodges, the Troy Aikmans, all people we've talked to, uh, Jim Everett, you name it. We've had a lot that are ready to come on this year. My main man, KJ Wright, going to pop up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a lot of things lined up, man. The show's ready to pop. We got a loaded show. That's really all he's saying. Like, he's trying to maintain his emotions right now and be humble, but I'm not going to be humble. We the best show on the internet. We might be the best show, period, if we're going to keep it all the way 1,000. And when the NFL and college football season starts, we only going to get better and better, man. This whole summer has been a tease. When this football shit starts, we might hit a whole nother level, y'all. So get your boots laced up. Put on your helmets and ride the wave because it's only going up and up and up. We all the way up. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> JB nervous, y'all. Look, you can always tell somebody nervous when you put that smoke on them, when you talk that real and that true energy. Come, I, I ain't got no notebook. When I say a motivational speech, I don't take no notes. I ain't got no podium right there. It's the real. And, you know, when that, when that real come out, you can tell when people around you get a little nervous. JB nervous. He ain't never had a co-host like me. Respectfully, respect everybody he's ever had before. No diss. I'm just saying I'm a little different. He ain't never had a boy, a grown man, a guy like me who can really throw down and, and go at his neck. I'm, I'm at your neck all season long, JB. So get your mind right. Get your mentals right. He makes sure he's not ready for this. He's still young, a little wet behind the ears. He, he's gonna, He's learning, though. You know, he's learning. A couple years from now, he's going to be like, man, me being on JB show actually woke me up and, and I, I saw the world a different way. And now I'm this big CEO that I am. And I can't thank JB enough. <laughs> uh, what else we got, man? Um, all right, listen. Quarterback place. A little new segment I want to bring up to you. Let's do it. I'm fire your ice. Sometimes I'm old, you're young, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's where JB, I asked Big Smitty questions from his generation, and Big Smitty going to ask me questions from his generation. It should be very interesting, to say the least. Uh, so I gotta, I'm going to ask you a question, Big Smitty. <laughs> and you got to ask me one. You ready? I'm ready. What is ratchet? You ask me what ratchet means? Nah, I'm asking you. This is from JB to you. What is a ratchet? 
A ratchet is a it's a, a hood rat. It's a ratchet. It's a somebody. Hey, see what I'm saying? That's the difference between y'all and us, homie. You know what a ratchet is? It's a socket. You put it on a ratchet and you break down. You 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 fucking turn the the wrench onto a socket of a nut, a bolt, a screw, maybe. A, a ratchet is a tool. How the hell did y'all come up with it? A female being named a ratchet. <laughs> that's what we. That's that's our slang, man. I ain't even got nothing. That's our slang, JB. I don't know what to tell you. Difference, dog. We got a whole different generation, dog. That that's why we're doing fire and ice. All right, Big Smitty, you got the next question. You gotta ask me one. All right, man. Let me let, let me let me think real quick. Okay. Tell me what does YOLO mean? Oh shit. Don't look it up. Um, you told me this. Um, what does YOLO mean? He'll be here googling Calvin. You see him? You see him googling Calvin? No, 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 I'm actually typing to you in the private chat. Because <laughs> <laughs> my co-host is a slap and he don't realize we already did the questions. Um, uh, <laughs> now you want to talk about the realest show ever? It's the uh, realest show. <laughs> what is YOLO? Uh, you only live once, JB. I thought you knew that one, man. But you didn't know that I put, I put you on the spot. I put you on the spot. So let me ask you another one then, JB. JB, what? Does sus mean? Oh. Tell me what that means. Come on now, JB. And that shit, that shit gives me whatever you all call cringe. That shit make me cringe just here. You think I'm walking down the street on Thursday at the party and I'm gonna be like, yo, that's sus, Marcellus. <laughs> no, I don't even sound right coming out of a cat like my mouth. Like, what in the where did you come up with this shit at? Your generation, dog. All right, I'm a, I got a better one for you. Uh I know it's suspect, but goddamn, can we just say it? We make well, listen. We shorten everything, though. It's been like that, even in your time. Like we don't say that's my neighborhood. That's my hood. Like everything, we, we make everything short. That's just another variation of that. Same All shit. Right. I gotta, I gotta get this for you right here. I need you to translate or whatever you want to call it. Correlate um, these particular words. I'm about to read off to you. Mm. So you need to equal the word that I tell you from my generation. I need you to m tell me what it is. I got in you. Let's do it. All right. Keep it real. That's from my generation. <laughs> okay. So my generation is going to be keep it 100. Keep it 100, man. Keep yeah. it keep, keep it 1,000. Like whatever yeah. number you want to use, just keep, keep it a buck. Keep it a buck. It's one dollar, homie. But a buck is like a, it's like, no, it's, not it's a dollar. That means you guys are fake as shit. <laughs> hey, yeah, there you go, DJ. Keep it a bean. <laughs> I say all that. I'm like, keep it a bean, keep it a buck, keep it a thousand, keep it a hundred. All right, keep it real. You guys keep it a hundred. All right, the bomb. We used to say everything. That's the bomb. That shit, that shit fire. <laughs> that shit fire. <laughs> That uh, shit is uh, fire. Shady. Cat is shady. Ah, shady is more like a... Uh... Ooh, what's a good word for shady real quick? I'm trying to think. You caught me on Broadway, don't you? Shady. That dude, uh, he, he phony? No, that ain't really... Shady, you can't trust them. You can't... Ah, shady, shady, shady. Like, yeah, don't you all say... Uh... 
Shiesty, there you go. Nah, I think say sus. I don't. Yeah, sus. Yeah, you're right, sus. See, the thing, the problem is I don't use sus, JB, personally, but my generation okay. does use it. So that's why, you know, sus, that's probably, that's probably the most common of my generation. Sketchy, yeah, some of those, but sus. Uh, yeah, sketchy, I just learned that one. That shit crazy. All right, hype. She a hype. He a hype. Or, 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 that shit is hype. Got me hype. Either way, that shit got me lit. In that sense, like the, the, the second way that you used it, I say lit. The first way you use it, she a hype. Like she all talk. Like she all, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, no wait up though, because this was sent to me by a young cat. Don't y'all say no chill or some shit? Some, hold on. So, time out, man. Time out. I'm about to be, like, I'm young, but some of this shit you throwing out here is like, my sister, my sister about to be 16. Like, some of these is like, oh, really? It's that young? Some of these is like 20 year old. Yeah, some of these, we, my, I'm not even using. I'm going to be real with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go, I've okay. heard them, but like. All right, here's the old school one for me, dog. I'm going to the mall with my boo. That's my my shorty, my shorty, my we. Uh, my, see, my, it's almost my generation though. Don't y'all say like Bay now or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the mall with my Bay. Yeah, hey, I'm, Bay, I'm Bay. Like, what the fuck is a Bay? B A E. Bay had a cool little. It was like a one year run. Like when I was a little younger, and I was probably like in my um. I feel like somebody made a song where Bay became popular for like a year and then it kind of fell off. I don't, you know, Bay ain't that. Bay not hit no more. See, you old, JB. Bay not hit no more. I never more, even man. knew it ever hit. Bay ain't hit yet, Smitty. That word just came straight over my thing and I never even knew about it. Yeah, it was like a quick little run. It was in and out. You know what I mean? And I ain't talking about the fast food spot. All right, here's the OG one right here, dog. I, you know this one too. It probably got right into end of your shit. She off the hook. <laughs> she off the chain. She off the hook. She she clowning. You know she, what I mean? She said off the chain too, though. We said off the chain. She wilding. She she crazy. She crazy. <laughs> yeah, but so that, that's what they said me. They said the equ equivalent is turned up. She off the hook. okay. That's fair. That, now that's a good one. She turned up. Now we definitely say that. We definitely. Yeah, that's them. I never heard. All right, floss. I'm about to go floss on them. I'm about to go flex on them. We're going to say flex, I feel like. Floss yeah, or stunt or stunt. Flex or stunt on flex. them. You say yep. flex. All right. Uh, and then she fly. She fly. That's something with like drip. You say you use fire or whatever. She fly, you know, drip. You know what I mean? Drippy. You feel me? Uh, yeah. She anyway, fly. We all this Monday, man. We got to get it going. I wanted to just show the difference between the two generations that we're sitting here talking about sports with you on that right. y'all can't understand it because it's the best show on the internet. And you're like, damn, how did they that far apart? They don't know what Bay is and book my boo. <laughs> we keep it real uh, on here, man. That's sports talk, so I don't know. Uh, I love it. Hey, look at Eric with the wrench in the chat talking about she bad. Look at Eric with the wrench. <laughs> what do you say? It, Talking about she bad. That's a good one. You right. She bad. She fired. She yeah. yeah. That's all. That's all the same. Baddie, baddie came later. That's later. Bad, baddie, same thing. Yeah. So yeah. I love it, man. But hold on, man. We got the thumbnail. It's talking about quarterbacks, rookie quarterback. I know you got a rookie quarterback report card. I'm gonna let you kind of get that prepared and pulled up. But while you looking for that, 
I got to start it off, man. Anthony Richardson was the best first-round quarterback performer of the last week, of the first games. I said it. He played better than C.J. Stroud. He played better than Bryce Young. And I'm turned up. I ain't going to lie to you. And you know what? People are probably thinking right now, Darnell, he threw an interception on his first drive in like two plays. What are you talking about? What did he do? That was spectacular. The thing that I liked about AR5, each he had three drives. Each drive, he improved, which tells me, as a coach fan, he's a quick learner. You know what I mean? He's adapting to the situation. He's he, the first pick. I'm not worried about the first pick. He's he's excited. He's nervous. I believe it was a corner blitz, too. They got that. They, he probably should have changed the protection, something that he's not going to do his very first drive on the field. Uh, uh, so he tried to make some out of nothing instead of just getting sacked. He forced it. He's excited. He hyped. It happens. C.J. Stroud threw a pick as well. I think he was two for four and threw a pick. Rookies are going to throw picks. We know that's going to happen. We're not expecting this guy to go out there and be Aaron Rodgers day one. We're not expecting that. What I want to see as a fan is improvement. And I saw improvement from drive to drive to drive. And I know we don't live in a world of what ifs and what have, could have, should have. But our, our eyes do work, y'all. And if y'all was watching the same game that I was watching, my man AR5 threw a dime, threw a dime to Alec Pierce. Couldn't have handed the ball to him any better. And my man, Alec Pierce, like he did last year, dropped the money. That was a touchdown pass, perfect throw, over the shoulder, tight coverage. Would have been a touchdown. AR5 would have ended up throwing for 100 plus, you know, something yards. Would have been 8 for 13, a touchdown in the pick. But he drops the ball, and now we're all saying, oh, okay. He threw a pick. He looks average. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Now, I'm not saying he looks amazing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crazy. I'm going to send out of the first round guys, the, the, the main three, honestly, the CJ Stroud, the Bryce Young, to me, in my opinion, AR5 looked the best. Now, if we if we get deep into the weeds, we know Dorian, you know, DTR, Dorian Thompson Robinson, he probably playing the best out of any rookie quarterback. We're keeping it all the way real. I know Aiden O'Connell, uh, a Purdue guy who was David Bell, who's a guy from my city, wide receiver, that was his quarterback. So I watched Aiden O'Connell a uh, decent amount in college, a guy who has a big arm. Not scared to not scared to throw that thing around the field. He had a big game. So some of these guys who got drafted late are guys who are actually out here performing at a higher level than even some of the first round cats. Uh, but out of the main first round guys, I like what I saw by AR5, JB. I'm gonna keep it real with you. Well, that leads to my next point that I'm gonna have with Matt here in about 30 minutes. So I watched all these quarterbacks, not just rookies, but second year, third year, fourth year, fifth year guys, as in a guy like Drew Locke. And I don't know why the novice, y'all call casual fan out there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I do know why, because you're casual, you know nothing. You work at Walmart, you need to stay working at Walmart, be the best Walmart worker you could possibly be. And stay out of this lane. This is a professional lane that I actually stay in consistently and know about. By the way, Jermaine Johnson had a few sacks this weekend. One of my kids, Tank Dell, had that touchdown. I, I have a kid that plays corner, Elijah Hicks, the Chicago Bears. Um, actually, who else? I, shit, people were sending me shit all day. I had like 12 guys balling out this weekend in preseason games. Um, but before that, before I say that, though, I want to – Break something down. We literally have seen what y'all call mid, 
to average quarterbacks based on their salary. Okay, make sure you're staying with me right now. Based on their salary, y'all call them average to mid quarterbacks in the NFL. Absolutely not miss a beat when you compare them to the guy making 100 to $200 million. There is no huge gap difference. Now, I just want to be quiet on that. I almost want to just say, that's the show. That's it. I want you to sit on that for the fucking whole week and think about what I just said to you. (laughs) (laughs) There is no difference between Cooper Rush making no money and Kyler Murray making $200 million. And he said AR5 was the best rookie performer. I got something to tell you. I got some news for you, Big Smitty, and everybody out there listening. The best rookie performance by grade. If I were to grade them out, and I watched all of them just to do this for the show, because I told Smitty on Friday, I said, we need to do a little report card on these rookies and these second-year players, or what we call younger players that don't don't, don't really see a lot of time during the season. Right. I want to do a grade on them because I'm going to show you that there ain't no difference between these cats and the starter that the world all recognizes. They all know the big name, name guy. They all know the big rich person. But I'm telling you right now, Big Smitty, there ain't no difference in performance. There's mm. no huge drop-off when they leave the field to put on the y'all call mid quarterback. There's no difference in moving the ball. There's no difference in efficiency. I'll even argue that they're better than the ones making 100 to $200 million. Mm. So we're going to dive into this very, very deep all week long. I'm not going to do it all today, but I'm going to give you, because I'm working on all this data for it, but I'm telling you right now, my professional eye has been saying this on this show for how many years, fans? How many years have I been saying that quarterback play in the NFL is as bad as I've ever seen it? Don't forget who said it first when all you see these big mainstream media cats start to say it, just like they still have to shit we say on this show because we are the first thing up in the morning. Mm-hmm. We the culture. Don't get it twisted and act like people ain't watching. (laughs) Uh, I got text messages and videos from certain people that if they don't come on this show, I'm about to start blasting their ass. Throw that out there. Uh, And you probably out there listening, my main man. I want to say your name so goddamn bad, but I'm not going to put you out and blast yet. You better come on this show, though. (laughs) Because I'm going to tell you right now. You showing the world my shit. All right, let's break down something. C.J. Stroud, I'm giving him a C-minus based on the reps that he had, based on what I saw him go against, based on what he did. Uh, you know, I think he had two completions or three yeah. completions. Yeah, he's two for four, I think, JB, yep. Two for four, 13 yards, a pick, blah, blah. That shit don't matter to me in, in preseason, but what does matter is – the way you controlled the huddle, the way you broke the huddle. See, people don't understand. That is an operational hazard if you can't get the ball off before the play clock expires. <laughs> I don't think other people understand. All you out there working on TikTok and everybody that's out there <laughs> acting like they NFL quarterbacks, ah, oh, he finally got the 
Yeah, it's actually a big thing to break the huddle, snap the ball before the play clock, get everybody lined up, motion somebody, shift somebody, set the protection, ID the mic, and understand where the coverage is at. That is actually a lot of shit. So sorry for you that out there that's a mid uh, that don't understand shit about this sport. Uh, That's actually a big thing, especially for a rookie that really, if you really want to break it down, doesn't have a huge amount of experience playing against, how could I say, upper-tier defensive coordinators. He did not Mm. see this type of coordination. He's not going to see this type of schematic. Uh, He didn't see that against, you know, Iowa. Sorry. Iowa's a great defense, but they're not what he's going to see in the NFL on a day-to-day basis. So, having said that, I'm giving him a C-, C.J. Stroud. First game, we're not going to trip. But Bryce Young goes against the Jets, top five defense. They get shut out, obviously. I don't think it's a big deal in the preseason game. The Jets lost to the Browns game one. So it doesn't, who cares what's going on? Aaron Rodgers ain't touching the field. Um, I give Bryce a C minus from watching what he did. It, I, I, I like his poise in the pocket. I, I like did too. Did, uh, a, few th- a few things that he did, but you know. He reminds me a lot of Drew Brees. I'm just telling you right now. I think Bryce is going to be all right. Uh, he reminds me a lot of Drew Brees. Will Levis. Got him at C-. minus. Mm. All these cats right here are C-. minus. I got AR5. C-. minus. Ah! Not a C+. Plus? Hell no. He dropped it down. Hold on. Do you see the pad, JB? No. I got DTR at a C. I got DTR at a C. Now, here's where everybody's going to light me up on social media. JB hates the black quarterback. <laughs> I love it. Here we go. The best rookie quarterback, Smitty, contrary to your belief, is fucking Stetson Bennett. And it's not even close. Mm. He's a B minus. I got Stetson Bennett's performance at a B minus. Here's why, though. It's not fair to the other ones, but it is fair. He had more reps. He had a lot more reps. I think he was 17 of 23 or something. Um, Two touchdowns. He operated the offense as if he was a starter. Listen, I think he's going to be a journeyman in the NFL. I don't believe he's going to be the next Matthew Stafford. He's too old. He reminds me of Chris Winkie when he came in the league. But I think he's such – he's so – experience with AIDS and so many reps he's had in college. And I think he has that it factor uh, as far as that goes. Um, He's my type of quarterback. He drinks and gets loaded in public. Um, You know, I I, I think he looked actually the best for that offense. It was a great pickup for Sean McVay grabbing that type of quarterback because that is who fits that offense. He's He's almost Matthew Stafford looking. He looks like him. Boot naked, boot waggle, sprint out, get the ball out. Like, that's what it is. He's not running option. He's not going to sit there and scramble around. This is what the Rams do. He's the perfect QB for that offense. He looked like the most NFL-ready quarterback over the weekend, though, contrary to everybody's belief. I have him rated my highest, but it is. It's not It's not really fair, but I am grading him off of his reps, and I'm, I'm grading everybody off of their reps. Right. So right. that's 
I want to be clear. It is fair because everyone's reps are everyone's reps. I'm grading them off their reps. I'm not grading them off of AR5 versus Stetson Bennett. Right. I'm grading them off their reps. And I thought he performed at B minus reps. Through two touchdowns, no picks. He was really highly efficient. And listen, he played late. We, we're going to talk about this with Matt. Played against some practice squad guys, blah, blah, blah. It's still the NFL. It's still under the lights. It's still in front of a crowd. He's still got to perform and get the operations down, do everything on a timely manner, understand who's he, what, what he's doing, when, all those things factor in. I thought he did a good job. That's my rookie report card. Now, I want to get to the younger, younger quarterbacks in the NFL. DTR, by the, by the way, I have him at a C. I, I don't I don't Why? see you just run around all game because it's not going to equate to anything longevity purpose-wise. You're not going to be sustainable in the NFL. He, he was throwing it too, though, JB. Hey, well, he was, but I'm just saying everything that he threw – See, this is a, this is the issue I fight with all these these other people I talk to all the time. Yeah, he was throwing it, but what was he throwing it? When was he throwing it? Where was he throwing it? And why was he throwing it? Did he run around and make plays with his feet and then throw it when he could have threw the ball on time in the pocket? Like, that's what people don't realize. The novice fan don't understand, Big Smitty, when I'm trying to break this thing down. DTR had three snaps and he hit the top of his drop and the tight end was open. The back in the flat was open. He tucked it down, ran, moved out the pocket, and then threw to a guy on an ad lib play that receivers are taught move with the QB. So we already know DTR can do that shit. He's done it his whole life. I want to see him throw the tight end for a seven-yard gainer right now and protect his damn self so he can play a long time. We're not teaching that shit. I don't know why. But anyway, that's a whole other rant. We're going to break that whole thing down. Um, a young NFL quarterback report card. Mm. Zach Wilson. You been Hey, hold on. Can we can we clap it up for Zach, please? Can we clap it up for Zach? Hey, we'll clap it up for Zach Wilson because I'm the only one that says Zach Wilson is going to be a big-time player in this league. Ask anybody in this chat. I'm not anti-Zach. I know you're not. But I've been uh, taking heat when I'm the one that said Zach Wilson is going to be a big-time quarterback when he came out of BYU and my boy Kalani coached him. And I said it on this show two years ago. I still stuck with it. I said Aaron Rodgers is the best thing that can happen for him. He'll yeah. learn from osmosis. He'll be around somebody. He's actually kicking it right now because he knows he has no pressure on him. Too much pressure is put on these young cats too soon, especially when you get drafted to a bad organization. Well, at right. least what's been a bad organization. Yeah, I agree with that a thousand percent. People forget they used to compare Zach Wilson's throwing style a little bit to a, uh, Aaron Rodgers when he's come yeah. out the draft. The way he flicks his wrist and the ball just really like, I, I, I agree with you a thousand percent on this, JB. I think Zach this guy Wilson is going to be good. Trust me. And yeah. I've been saying it on this damn show for two years. But anyway, what do I know? All right, so I got Zach Wilson A minus. He's getting all his reps. He's managing it. He's understanding it. Plus, though, just understand, he knows he's not going to start. He knows he's not playing. So this is an audition, not only for the other NFL teams in this league, to understand, shit, we might need to take this guy. Um, if, if Aaron Rodgers plays another two years and this cat's sitting there, you know, it'll be headed into his year five, second contract season. You know, do we scoop him up in, uh, let's say, uh, Raiders, Vegas. Mm. Let's say a Niners. 
let's say someone goes and gets a guy like like him because he's going to be out there. So I give him an A minus. Listen to what I'm telling y'all right now. Don't just hear what I'm saying. I started this conversation off by saying all these quarterbacks, y'all call mid to average, are there's no drop off between him and the starters. Now we're not talking A Rod. We're not talking fucking, you know, Burrow, Mahomes. We're not talking those type of cats. I'm talking in totality, the NFL in general. Quarterback plays at all-time low. And I'm going to prove it this week. That's I'm on a mission to prove all this to you guys, so we're clear. All right. Drew Locke, B+. Plus. Mm. B+, plus in Seattle. Didn't miss a beat. Come out there. Fucking operation and look great. Now, this is his fourth or fifth year, I believe, he's been in the league. Um, by the way, people don't realize Drew Locke can throw it. He can spin it. He's got an actual big-time arm. He throws a great spiral. He's really accurate. He's just like kind of like a little bit of a loose cannon, kind of like a, you know, y'all call it he got swag. I call it you're a fucking idiot, but that's a whole nother ballgame. Um, but he didn't miss a beat. He's actually looked really good for Seattle, and this is a guy that hasn't had a lot of reps. He did start a year in Denver. So he's got a little experience, but um, Trevor Lawrence, I give him an A minus. He threw a big time NFL Hall of Fame type of throw to the back corner the other day after mm-hmm. stepping up the pocket, climbed the pocket, eyes stayed downfield. He dropped a dime piece to the left side of the end zone for a touchdown. I think he threw a pick or he fumbled. I don't know. I didn't watch the whole game, um, but I'm gonna. I think he's still progressing. I think he's gonna. That team's gonna go where he goes. I got him at an A minus right now. Justin Fields got to watch him, and I. I'm. I. I don't know how. how I don't know what to say, dog. I'm. I'm lost for words, homie. I really am. Like I'm really lost for words, dog. Why, JB? What's going on? What's on your mind, JB? Talk. This is therapy session. What's going on with you? What do you need help with? The motherfucker threw two touchdowns, dog. The ball actually traveled four yards in total. Can we stop? I've seen so many goddamn messages. Justin Fields is the truth. He threw a fucking screen and a back in the flat on the escape route. And he fucking both took it to the <laughs> and he went off the field. Shut up. We ain't giving the wide receivers no love for, for actually Big, going man, to the touchdown. This, 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 this is the Patrick Mahomes effect, dog. This mm. is what Mahomes does all the time. But y'all give him all this credit. Oh. So how can you give Justin Fields all this credit. He threw two balls. One was a now screen looky to Moore that took it 60. And then the other one was he didn't like what he did. He checked down to the back, which I like. Checked down to the back, who takes it 35 and scores. Um, the ball traveled three yards in total. <laughs> um, and I've seen on this. People are tagging me, Smitty. Oh, JB, what you got to say now? <laughs> I just thought, I didn't respond, homie. I, I'm just laughing so hard. Like, these motherfuckers really thought Justin Fields went out there and read progression and threw a dig strike for a 37-yard touchdown and, like, a bang eight double post for his too high. Like, oh, he, he threw a fucking now screen and a back in the flat. And we're over here, we're really debating that Justin Fields looked great. And I'm like, no, he didn't. <laughs> anyway, I, I got him you. at a B-. minus. Okay. 
All right. With all that being said, you still got him a B minus. Because he only played those plays, but I'm taking him from what I'm projecting him as. I've said he's going to be better, right? Right. And I've said the team's going to be better, but from what how he ended last year, transitioning in and watching that, you know, listen, people don't really realize the now screen that he threw to more is I would like him to throw it a little with a little less heat on that ball. Yeah, because hey, Moore almost dropped it. People are not contrary to belief, he almost dropped it. But I will say this: when I watch, and, and real quick, Jimmy, correct me if I'm wrong. For that particular play, I almost felt like the the fact that he he kind of did uh, uh kind of catch it on, on the second on the second try, that split second actually allowed his O line to get in position to block, so he could hit that crease. If he would have caught it just the right way the first time. I almost feel like he would have hit it too fast and he would have got hit. Maybe. Uh, well, if it was blocked up right, it, like, he should have kept coming to the QB. But when you throw a ball that hard, you can't keep coming at right. the QB. So, anyway, that – needless to say, he threw that ball. And then the back in the flat was actually a behind the ball. It was actually the back should have been led to the sideline. He actually had to stop and turn if you watched it. So, anyway, having all, said all that – um. That's what I got. Malik Willis. Mm. C minus. Okay. This is year two. He's really a rookie, but he's year two. Um, Jordan Love. C minus D. But we're going to give him C minus. And Trey Lance. Fucking D minus. Get rid of him. I've told you he's damaged goods. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. <laughs> because I told you this for three years. The cat hasn't played football in four years. And y'all still are calling him the guy. <laughs> he is not an NFL guy. I've been telling you all for some time now. I don't know what the Niners saw in him to give up what they gave up. And I'm the only one on here saying this is another reason why I do not consider Shanahan and Lynch to be elite like y'all do. There's no way in the world you can be elite with a roster that the Niners have and draft that dude and give up all that capital. There's just no way. I'm but, JB, I got to jump in. Coaching is different than being a GM. I don't just care. The, You're, they're calling Lynch as a GM, bro, not a coach. I know. I'm saying you could be I bad at one thing and good at another overall, thing. Overall, or hypes. I'm saying, but what I'm my point in saying that, JB, is Maybe they're not good at in in the draft. Maybe they're not good at drafting quarterbacks. What are you quarterbacks? Isn't Lynch one of the best? Well, when it comes to quarterbacks, he ain't the best. No, 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 no. He doesn't. You don't. You don't break a GM down by drafting quarterbacks. You break a GM down by building a roster. He is broke. He's built this fabulous roster, has he not? Yes, he has. No, he has. He has. But roster. But they can't figure out the quarterback, JB. So saying he's bad. He's bad at one thing, though. Like, you're acting like. No, he's not bad at one thing. He's bad at the only thing. You don't, you don't, do you think that people bring up the New England Patriot draft and overall roster strength? Or do they bring up. They do now. They do now. Round Tom Brady pick. They bring it up now. They only bring up the Tom Brady pick. The Tom Brady pick, the best draft pick in the history of football. He got him in the sixth round. They wouldn't be saying that, dog, if if Purdy left him, read him to a Super Bowl last year, or or Jimmy G, or one of these guys. 
They have no quarterback on a roster that y'all call the best in football. It makes zero sense. The Niners are not ever going to win a Super Bowl. I'm just telling y'all. They better go get a star quarterback or they're done. I would have done everything in my power to get Aaron Rodgers there. Like, this is a this is a formidable – everybody's betting on the Niners right now if Aaron Rodgers is there. We agree to that, right? A thousand percent. But but everyone right now is hesitant on, damn, who's the quarterback? Trey Land. We got to get rid of Trey Land. I see all these Fairweather fans, dog. It reminds me – 49er fans are starting to remind me a lot of Kansas City, dog. I'm be honest. Mm. Um, anyway, that's just what I'm saying. But poll question, true or false, dog? NFL quarterback plays at an all-time low. I truly believe it is. I've been saying that it is, and I'm going to prove it this week because these quarterbacks are mid to y'all expectation, and they look great. <laughs> they look great. There's no there's no big drop-off Big Smitty. There's no big drop-off Big Smitty. I'm not seeing a drop-off Big Smitty between Stetson Bennett and fucking uh, – Matthew Stafford. That no, and Dak Prescott. I'm just saying. I'm just. Oh, I'm just using quarterbacks in general, all across, all across the, the landscape. I don't know, JB. I think it's easy to say that shit now when it's the preseason when teams aren't scheming against you and they're just calling. Don't get it twisted. They just calling a regular season for years. Yeah, but I just I, I disagree with that, JB, wholeheartedly. Like I know you do, and because we we we've seen backups start, and it's like even if. It, even if they win game, even if they win games, it looked way different. You know, it was like, all right, Cooper Rush went went what four and one or whatever. But if you really watched the games, he wasn't out there slinging that thing all across the field. Now the defense was balling out. The run game was elite. He he just went out there and didn't mess the game up. So we can't go out there and act like it's it, there's no difference. There's a very small, slight difference between the starter and the backup when we got the tape to watch what what actually occurred. What actually happened, and it it looked different when the starters are not out there on any team. The shit looks different. Now, whether they win or lose, that's a different conversation. But there's you got to break down the entirety of the game to see, okay, why did they win? Was it because of that quarterback, or was it because everybody else around that quarterback elevated their game because they knew their starter wasn't in that game? That's what I'm saying. Like we got to break things down. Like, and another argument too is maybe backup quarterbacks today are a little better than backup quarterbacks. Uh, uh, back back in the 80s, back in the early 90s. That's the argument too, right? No, Why does it have to be that no, the starters no, have gotten worse? Why can't it be the backups have gotten a little better? I don't understand and that. It's not. It's not. Then they should be. No, it's not. That's not even close. It's Come not. On, I can't wait. I don't waste the whole day on this because this could be a whole show every single day. We can, ha- we can actually make the whole Coach JB show a big Smitty call, the Coach JB show a big Smitty quarterback breakdown. Like, we can break this down for the rest of our seasons, like every single year. <laughs> for three hours straight. So, look, I didn't break down every quarterback, but listen, I, I, I should have had other guys on this list, but I didn't want to get into – I just wanted to bring up the big names that all y'all know. Right. But the kid in Green Bay, Clifford, I believe his name is or whatever – he threw yeah. two picks. I want to. I could break down those picks because uh, me and a buddy were watching that game. He actually looked really, really nutty and gutty out there. He threw the two picks. Obviously, he threw a couple touchdowns, I believe, as well. Penn State kid. He's older kid. He reminds me of Setson Bennett, but he's more athletic. Um, he's older. He's been. He was at Penn State for like twenty-seven years. Um, but. Look, I thought he did well, but he's a guy that reminds me of somebody that's going to come throw a pick and, and when it matters, similar to a Kirk Cousins. So I, that is what I – if you just asked me off the top of the head, I would I would tell you about the Clifford kid in Green Bay. Uh, 
Aiden O'Connell is somebody that I broke down last year's draft on this very show, and I told y'all that he's going to be around the NFL for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So I told y'all that Aiden O'Connell, everyone was like, he's the next Drew Brees. I said, no. Bryce Young's more like Drew Brees. I said Aiden O'Connell is is more like – Kyle know, Trask. I think like he's a little Kyle Trask in him, right? Yeah, I didn't even compare him to anybody. I said Aiden O'Connell's going to be his own little guy, I think. I think he's going to be his own guy. Uh, I do like him a lot. Nutty uh, and gutty, you know what I mean? Throws yeah, the ball like he's not scared to like, stay in the pocket. Like, he's still, I like thick. him. He got good decision-making. He gets he had processes very, very quickly. Uh, I like Aiden O'Connell. I've been saying that for a long time. So, like, there's just guys out there that I've been talking about for a long, long time. I'm just I – did, I just wanted to break down the actual – I love that. You know, um, report card, man. We got to get a graphic up, you know, here soon so we can see the full, you know, full production of this because I, I like that, man. We, my main man, Chris from Vegas in here. Uh, What's good, Chris from Vegas? Yeah, if you don't know who that is. If you don't know who that is, that's my main man, uh, Las Vegas bartender. Um, oh, hold on. Is that is, is that the Chris to be like? All the crazy drinks and all the good mixtures on, on Instagram or no? Am I, get- I think it is because he told me he started a new show, but maybe it's not. Let me see. 11 years. Nah, that ain't him. Okay, it's my own. Okay, shout out to you, though, Chris. Shout out to you. Chris from Vegas. Become a member now. Block your ass. All right. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love uh, it, man. My name is Chris from Vegas. Chris from Vegas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So he he's a bartender at one of the most famous ones uh, in the world. Actually, he's got fucking like millions of followers. All right, um, Big Matt is in the building. JB, I think we gotta bring our guy on. All right, let's do it. We'll, we'll break up this thing right here. I got I was gonna show you a Chinese company that builds a whole high high rise in twenty eight hours, and we're sitting here taking seventeen years. But anyway, wonder why China's beating our ass. Uh, <laughs> JB, so random, man. How you doing, Matt? <laughs> I'm good. Good morning. Happy Monday. Good morning, man. Happy Monday, man. Can we get straight to Monday, Matt? I'm on a merciless kick, man. I'm like taking no mercy right now on this quarterback shit. No mercy Uh, Monday. Good job. Hey, I gotta ask you right out the gate though. You were at the Bronco game. Um, tell the tell the casual. I'm trying to learn these new words for these young cats. The casual. uh, I call them just novice fans that work at fucking Walmart. You call we call them casuals. The younger people. Um. Break it down why Sean Payton kept his starters in for an entire half. It's very unique nowadays. Um, I I loved it, actually. Um, but break that down and what you saw from it and why Sean Payton did it. Uh, well, look, they kept everybody in for a half because they were god-awful last year. And it's almost like everybody that was there last year missed a year. Mm. I mean, that's the kind of coaching they got. I mean, Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett was – probably the worst head coach in the history of the NFL for a one year kick. I mean, he didn't even make it 13, 14 weeks. So, you know, he, Sean Payton is trying to change the culture, the mindset and fix Russ. So, you know, there's a lot more that was wrong with this team offensively than just Russ, although he attributes to the majority of it. Um, And then, you know, they, didn't play well early. They were, they went three and out. They had a bunch of sacks and pressure and the offensive line was just getting eviscerated. Uh, Garrett Bowles looked like a rookie. I mean, an all pro player with a hundred million dollar contract out there, like getting ran by and 
uh, inside outed by, by, you know, a good pass rusher, but not a great one. He should not be losing those reps. Uh, ben Powers had a really awful game. Also the other big name free agent McGlinchey didn't even play. And then on the other side of the ball, you know, there's a clip of Zach Allen getting like lifted off the ground by two Arizona Cardinals and like DDT'd. So the the free agents for the Broncos did not play well. Allen, Powers, and McGlinchey didn't even play. So their top three free agents didn't play well. And then Russ and the offense sputtered and looked awful early. And look, they weren't bad the whole game. They had some good plays and they had some bad plays. So I don't know which Russ we're going to get. Uh, I'm hoping that we get the good one because trying to cover the Broncos when they're that bad is not fun. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it's so much of this is going to be the position that Peyton puts him in because Hackett was just playing hero ball with Russell Wilson and Russell's got to get out of that mindset. There's multiple occasions in this game. And I posted a bunch of this on all my social media platforms, yeah. a bunch of videos on it, but with play action looks and full protection, he looks fantastic. And situations where he has to get rid of the ball and read the defense because they're blitzing and it's a, you know, it's a winning play, which is third down and six. And we need to get this to get a touchdown rather than a field goal. He looked awful. He couldn't, he couldn't find an open receiver to save his ass for the simple fact that they're bringing max, max blitz. Now I will say the touchdown to Judy, that was a sick route by Judy. He broke that kid off. And then also that was like the third time in five or six plays that they had run full engaged seven man blitz. So he saw it the third time and delivered the ball. But I, I don't Judy know. The first down the play before, by the way. He, I, I, I agree. He did drop the ball. So I look, they have a lot to fix, um, but they are in training camp. So this is the time to fix it. Let me give you my head, my head coaching perspective on this thing. Uh, I talked to a, a head coach. I mean, I talked to an NFL coach over uh, over the weekend, and uh, he was like, watch out. Russell took shots. Russell sore this morning. That is a bad thing for the NFL. And I fully what? understood what he meant. I understand what he meant right away. Um, bad. Because at, as a coach and a quarterback, when we know in this era that these guys are playing a snap, a series, and getting out, not even getting touched, uh, they have no clue. Russell Wilson is getting back to getting indoctrinated into the NFL again like he did 10 years ago. And – Getting his ass hit and lit up. He got took up, he took a couple big shots the other day. He got, he got crushed. Uh, day. And I, I actually loved it. And I agree with this coach full heartedly that it is going to Sean Payton is breaking the 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 horse in again. And mm. I love the fact that he kept them out there for a half. Here's why, though. It's not just for reps and 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 all that, because what you said, what you said is one thousand percent they were bad. He had to kind of get that sour taste out. Let, get rid of that bad taste. Also, though, he's a play caller. He's the quarterback guy, and he has to be the guy that's told Russ, get out of the office. You don't have your own personal office. I'm the one breaking the Colton again. Plus, I'm the play caller. Plus, Matt, don't you think the play caller and the quarterback need some continuity that's just not going to get done in one, in one series every game four times? I would think that, yeah. And look. This, this like, nobody plays in the preseason thing, this is new. I don't understand it. It's not the era I, I played in. I, I was talking to one of my boys yesterday, and he was like, look, I'm glad we played in the last generation of real football. And I, mm. I had to agree with him. Like, 
I played in the last generation of college football where there were actual rivals and everybody's conference meant something and before they blew everything up. I played in the last generation of the NFL where you could actually hit motherfuckers and like you could you could play football and now it's now it's football in the trench half the time and then this like friend ball skill player bullshit that we see on the on the screen where everybody loves everybody. So I, I'm really glad I played when I did. Uh, but this this like nobody playing in the preseason thing, it's new. Like vets used to play and they used to have another game and camp used to be way harder and everybody pretty much handled it and everyone played and there were Hall of Fame players and the NFL was really awesome. So the NFL and the players did this to themselves when they collectively bargained less practice time and less work time rather than guaranteed money and guaranteed contracts and guaranteed healthcare because they're fucking stupid. So, I mean, let's just be real, man. The, if the players and the owners are allowing the NFL to be this soft, then they're going to do it. And I, it, there's, I really don't think there's a lot of evidence and I'm sure some analytical geek fucking nerd guy is sitting in his office right now, banging away his computer when I say this and that's fine. But I don't really think there's much difference between the way the camp used to be, even with two-a-days, and camp now, and injuries. People, it's football. Mm. It hurts. So what difference right. does it make? We need to get better. Sean Payton's old school. He's going to make sure. I mean, they're doing nine-on-seven. They're doing one-on-ones every day. Practice is really physical. Because last year and the years before, it's been super laid back. And this, the pros are going to take care of themselves thing instead of, Let's develop our talent and build our team. And it just doesn't, this whole pros is going to take care of themselves thing that, okay, that'll work for like maybe four or five guys on your team that are like 28, 29, 30 years old and have families and like have their shit together. But the majority of the team is a bunch of young guys that just have a bunch of money and want to go party and have fun and shit. And the more leash you give them, the more fucking, you know, the more they're going to just lack so right you know I, I would rather everybody play a lot in the preseason <clears throat> we actually have rather than i really hate the the beginning of the season now when i hear like pundits and commentators and media people and even football guys say well this is just an extension of the preseason no it's not this is the regular season homie. this counts <laughs> and i'm gonna ask you that too you, you talk, sorry, Smitty. They, they they talk about you just said uh, players take care of themselves and all that shit. No, they don't. When you enable them and give them this huge amount of money, and these twenty two year olds, they're going to Dubai and kick it with their homies. They have no idea. They've never had money in their entire life. You just gave them a fucking generationally wealth changing money. They don't know about going out and and preparing like a professional yet because it hasn't hit them in the face yet. I, I got to be honest with you, Matt. Um, you just said a lot on that one that I agree with, but I'm like, I'm looking at it like, dog, these dudes don't, I argue the flip side. I say injuries at our all-time high because they're not playing, and then you expect them to go from zero to 100 game one, and you wonder why we have 900 injuries in the NFL last year because half of them didn't play for three damn weeks in the preseason. There's no callus. There's no and you get all the soft tissue injuries, Matt. Exactly. Soft tissue, hamstring, shoulder, t- like this is what you get when you go from stretching to full sprint. <laughs> yeah. And then and then check this out too. There's the new the new NFL player, the new football player, and this is probably a good thing in the long run. 
maybe. I, I'm not really sure. Individually, it's probably a good thing. They aren't playing hurt. Like, no. I, I played with a broken leg and double pulled groins and mm. broken hands and fucking, like, everything that you can imagine. Knees and just. Matt, yeah, and you hear cut. strain now. They think strain yeah. is a goddamn third level. To anything that happens, they shut it down immediately. They do not go back on the field. And I I don't think that that's football. I think that you need to tape that motherfucker up. You know, there's a difference between being hurt. Hurt and injured. And injured. <laughs> like, if yeah. you're hurt, well, let's tape this bitch and see if we can go. If you're injured, well, then you're out. Then that's uh, who gets like. Matt, more often than not, we probably played injured, too. Yeah, I mean, nah. Matt just said he had a broken damn leg. He was nah, injured. I broken ankle once, so hey, you were injured. Yeah, exactly. I agree. All right, Big Smitty, go. You got a question, Big Smitty? I'm sorry. No, nah, I mean, no, no problem. You guys kind of covered it. I was going to ask Matt. This, I think he was giving kind of this full breakdown on guys not playing in the preseason. I want to ask you: Do you feel like it's a direct correlation to why we're seeing the first, you know, three, four games of the season? You typically are seeing guys just, I mean, it's sloppy, it's sloppy play all across the league. Last couple of years, I'm seeing guys come out. It's like, uh, just teams are not in sync. It's not looking good. And it, it takes until like week five, week six, until you really start to see guys looking like themselves. And I, I, I just feel like that has to be a direct correlation to starters not playing in the preseason enough and not, not getting, not getting those reps in early on. And it's 100% that. And look, it's, if I'm a vet in this league, I almost want to play at least a little bit in the preseason. Right. I, so I'm ready week one and feel right. Like this whole, I don't want to do, or I'm too like special to the team to do anything. What? It's football. Like you can't you avoid football. You know what I mean? Like if you play football, you're getting paid to play. You're one of the best. If you're sitting out, you're one of the best players, which probably means that you're super athletic and you can probably, you know, take care of yourself on the field. That's the other thing is people that go half speed usually get hurt and people that go full speed usually don't. Mm. So if you just go out and play football the right way, very rarely do you get hurt. Usually people get hurt when people don't know what they're doing, when people go the wrong way, when people go half speed and when people like pull up in the middle of a play and the other guy's going full speed and knocks you the fuck out. So hey, man, I ask you this though. I got a coach's perspective on this thing. I have a huge uh I truly believe this right here. When you don't play in the preseason, you don't play with your teammates, you don't build camaraderie. I don't care what you say. Mm. You can sit in street clothes all you want on the sideline and be in that locker room in street clothes when everybody else is in pads and looking at you, sweating and bleeding, and they're like, Why are you not playing? And to me, I just think we're seeing more and more that parting the most intimate sports setting in the world on planet Earth, a NFL locker room. I just don't see it being what it used to be because I think there's so many other things that certain people want to play and see that because they love the sport and the game that they chose to play. By the way, Sean Payton didn't put a gun to fucking Russell Wilson's head and force him to play when he was eight years old. We chose to play the game, then play the game. I just don't understand. You're compensated for it. Even if you think you're under market value, you're still being compensated for it. You're a one percenter on planet Earth. And go continue to strive to get the bigger bag if you want. But you have the opportunity. But I just see too much uh, cop-out, man. And I agree. I know Matt's on the other side, too, sometimes when he goes, hey, man, sit out. Sit out and get your money, Chris Jones. Sit out and get your money. 
when you've earned it, I think those guys have been in the league quite a bit and actually have pr- pretty much shown they're part of the 50% reason why they've won a couple Super Bowls. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not talking about, like, guys yeah. that need to get contracts and use their, leverage, you know, yeah. their leverage against the team. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just the team using this, like, fear motivation. Like, hey – we don't want to play our guys because they might get hurt, but that should motivate you to feel great at the beginning of the season. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to be ready at the beginning of the season because all we do in practice is stand around too. If you're not going to play us, we're not going to practice either. Because, right. I mean, well, people get hurt in practice. McGlinchey got rolled up in nine on seven. So, again, if we're going to actually play football, people are probably going to get dinged up a little bit. And that's okay. I, what the fuck, man? I mean – this game has become like a, a, a competition to not get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't understand that. Like if look, everybody I work with at six zero, everyone gets the same exact speech. This is a thousand percent injury risk. You're going to get hurt. It's not going to be fun all the time. It's not really a sport. This is a this is a lifestyle. Like if you want to go play in the NBA, that ain't a sport anymore. That's a lifestyle, maybe. <laughs> You might just need to be seven six, <laughs> but I, I I do think that like I've never I've I've heard this before like this drill makes tons of basketball players I've never seen a basketball drill that makes football players I've never mm-hmm. seen a baseball drill that makes football players I've never seen a hockey drill that makes football players but I've seen a ton of football drills that makes all the other play all the other athletes like run at those sports because this sport is different it's different. It's it, it's different. And Man, I'm so I'm so I, I love when I'm I, I you know we all love when we're right. Um I, I sometimes you wish you weren't right though, certain times. I know you've had those I wish I wasn't right, especially when the death the death occurs or an injury and you're like, fuck, I I wish I wasn't right on this one. I know this one. Uh I actually know this one, Matt, and I said it a couple years ago. Tell me when we took off when we took out the wedge buster. When we took out and moved the kickoff up and we took off these rules, I said the most injuries in football are on kickoff. And everyone's like, no, they're not. They're, I said, I, I pulled up a stat just now. The most serious injuries in the NFL, other lower body injuries per play are on kickoff. More than any other kind of play. 30% of all torn ACLs are on kickoff, the NFL has said. Even though... Those represent only about 17% of all plays. 30% of the torn ACLs in the NFL are on kickoff. And this is why I said it is, Matt. Because the kickoff team don't know how to hit the return team anymore. They're now slowing down because they don't want to get a targeting call. They don't want to get a fucking penalty. They don't want to get this. And now the return team has started to let up as well. And now you have a pillow fight of NFL athletes, Matt, the greatest athletes in the world, running down at 20 miles an hour and 12 pounds of gear on, and then stop on a dime and blow out their shit because people don't understand how physics works and how biomechanics work. You can't just stop and raise and hold the quarterback and fall on him so gently, and you can't just stop 290 pounds and then get your head down below his chest. Like, do do the refs and these people take biomechanic classes? I know they don't. And I'm I'm on a rant, Big Matt. I'm going to be honest. 
The, the college referee that suspends a college football player for a half or a C or another game for a targeting call needs to have his job snatched. He needs to be suspended himself. You know why? The college football athlete only has 10, 11, 12 game films for NFLs to evaluate. You mm. just took a game or a game and a half of film away from this dude because you think a 20-mile-an-hour runner needs to stop on a dime, drop his head, and hit a guy in the sternum. It can't happen, you fucking morons. Uh, okay, there's a lot there, but uh, uh, for, I've never taken a biomechanics class, but I'd like to at this point. I want to figure out what this shit's about. Um <laughs> I love you. Number two, uh, I, look, I used to love being on kickoff return and setting the wedge. I was, I fucking got off on it. And it's weird, but I used to beg them to put me on the team. Like, can I please set the wedge? Can I please set the wedge? They're like, you want to do this? And I'm like, fuck yes, I want to do this. Please. I get to run full speed at someone at 320. Fuck yeah, I want to do this shit. That's a 30-yard fucking sprint. I'm going to knock some pencil neck the fuck out. And I did countless times. They probably need to... They probably needed to change that, and they did. It sucks. I, I prefer the old kickoff rules. You get actual kickoff returns for touchdowns, and, like, you know, it's a big part of the game that's gone. Um, as far as the college thing goes, I fucking hate that rule. I think it's the worst rule in college football. Uh, they should not be kicking kids out for tackling. I mean, right. I very rarely do any of those penalties look malicious or, like, looked like something that was premeditated, like they're out there thinking about fucking people up. Like, I think it just happens that everybody's wearing a helmet. So uh, other than biomechanics, I'm pretty sure I, I'm, I kind of understood most of that rant, but the biomechanics part, you're going to have to like get deep in on that one. Like yeah, can I, you do I, 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 about I, I, biomechanics? I a couple of master's degrees in it, which I have. And, and it's like, <laughs> you got to dive deep into that shit. And uh, so tell I, me, where do I dive off this board? Because I, well, I want to dive into this shit. <laughs> you could probably take just that particular class, I'm sure. I'd uh, kill myself and go back to um, class. I'm fucking crazy. I'm I not, know. I'll never go back to class again, dog. I know, me either. Um, no, yeah. I never will. Class. Uh, I ain't rolling. I ain't running stadiums. Fuck you. I'm out of it. I ain't going to class no more. I got my degree. Bitch, what? Sorry. Sorry. Hey, man, here we go. Uh, this is going to start a big fight right here, but here we go. See, Moses says, as a college referee... The hit that we are trying to get out of the game is leaving. So it's working. You have to coach the kids correctly, coach. Capitalize. Oh, <laughs> I hope he calls in. I hope he calls in. Hey, please. see, Moses. Hey, I got to be honest, see, Moses. Yeah, I'm rap, sure you please. played. Did you play football, see, Moses? I have to ask you first. Did you play What's football or did you play a high level? Let's look at your face. I think you played. Not He's that just because you're your brother, but I think you played. Um, call in, see Moses. He's curious. a brother with dreads. Look at this fucking banker. <laughs> right, he's never played. He saw a brother. <laughs> Anything. Faces a little chiseled. Like, ah, he might cheap motherfucker. <laughs> hey, see Moses, where'd you play at? Where'd you play at? Another key indicator. I'm gonna break this whole thing down now because I've you had. Gonna break, hold on, you gonna break this whole thing? So look. Yeah. If no, 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 no. Because this is a real thing, and Matt can attest to it. So just understand something. Junior college football, especially in the national stage where you're scholarship guys and you have guys like Jermaine Johnson out there and guys that are better 
than let's say the RMAC or the MIAA Division II schools that on a daily basis, the referees that I'm getting is see 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 Moses has already broken down for me. I already know where he's going. He played at Colgate. All right. But understand something. Independence Community College would have beat Colgate by 700. <laughs> and I just want to be clear here that you understand what the difference is. When you're refereeing at a Division II school and you go to coach and referee my level at JUCO when I have 50 Division I players on the field, there is a huge difference, bruh, in sideline to sideline, hash to hash, in Every single element on the football field, there is a huge difference on how you referee a football game, and it goes up exponentially as you go Division One to the NFL. You have to understand the game speed changes, the hat placement changes, the everything changes. So I just want to be clear here, no offense to you and Colgate, but the game speed changes and so do the referees. But you don't, the don't change. I have a question the ref let me ask you something bro for the ref why uh yeah hey ref i'm sorry i'm sorry i have a real hard time respecting referees so hey fucking ref that wasn't a hold number one number two (laughs) (laughs) he's a bad athlete yes it was a hole fucking yes it was a hole he's a bad athlete that was not a fucking hole he's on the fucking ground that's not my fucking problem all right number two why is football different for the skill position players and quarterbacks, but not different for the big guys? Why are skill position players necks and heads and backs and shoulders and concussions and brains more important than a pulling guard running out eight yards full speed and laying it down on an outside linebacker or trapping a three technique? That's the most physical play in football. A fullback isolating a, a middle linebacker. Why aren't those targeting? Because no one sees them, because you can't identify them easily, because it's harder, because bigger hits look more vicious. So you're like, oh, my God, it looks hard. So we're flowing a flag. You got the, the refs have pussified college football so much. You, I, I, don't, I don't understand how you guys can't fight back against these rules. You just institute whatever they tell you. You don't fight back against it at all. And you played. So not only did you play, but you're a ref now. And, and you don't fight back against rules that contradict the game, in my opinion. So, apparently, quarterbacks, skill players, wide receivers, running backs, and corners, they're all more important than all the big guys because anything that's malicious with their head, neck, or striking is a penalty and they get kicked out of the game. Mm-hmm. But if I, as a guard, run full speed through an outside linebacker and drop his ass and leave with my helmet, which I do every motherfucking time because I'm pulling – I, that's a good football play. And I, I just, I need to hear the response on that hypocrisy. Hey, CJ, I don't know if you're available. Can you call in? And this is not a tack on you, bro. I appreciate you. I just want to be honest. I want to be honest. I want to have this conversation with a college referee. And I understand yeah. Colgate was Division One. I. I still said we'd beat you by 700. Um, we actually we actually played Colgate on the Ball State one year. We did beat him by like 700. Where's so. Colgate? It's East Coast school, right? East Coast, yeah. yeah. East Coast school. We, we would have beat KU my two years at Independence, by the way. They're Power Five, so stop. When, when um, were you? When, when? When was that? When? What years was that? Two thousand. Yeah, 12, 13, 14? No, 17, 18, 19. 17, 18, Yeah, you definitely would have beat Kansas. 
<laughs> He's not very yeah. good about that. Hey, my opinion was head coach at KU was like, dude, you'd beat the fuck out of us. <laughs> Les Miles was out there eating turf. No, nah, it was my my boy David Beatty was a head coach at the time, and and uh, he was like JB, like we don't have any of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> any guys you got, we don't have. We're switch teams. <laughs> yeah, Where the exactly. rest? Um, the rest I don't know. I asked him to come on, and I, I haven't heard back from him. So to waste so yeah, a ref the flag and turned around and didn't respond. I just had to walk back to the huddle and eat shit, and he got to do whatever he wanted. Oh, and he got to yeah. determine the outcome of the game, and I don't get to say anything about it, but I'm playing. And now he wants to chime in on the show and say some shit, and then we respond, and now he disappears. What a shocker. Oh, my hold God. On, hold on. There you go. There you go. Hold on. Is he hold back? On. Yeah, he's yeah. not letting me respond. I couldn't really respond. CJ, oh, put the link right there. Uh, he's got a flat paper. Call into that link right there, CJ. Call it. All right, man, C- you responded, bro. Good. CJ, see Moses. Call into that link right there. I respect um, you, brother. Hey, listen, I, this is not an attack on you. We want to ask you serious questions on how yeah. – I, I understand the NCAA. I understand that all these different governing bodies gives you the bylaw and the book. You have to follow. We understand that wholeheartedly. This is a human thing. I know human error exists. Right, Matt right, and I right. understand that as clear as day. But what we're telling you is – that there's just no humanly possible way for Ray Lewis to stop running full speed and put his hat on your sternum instead under your chin when he has to take on the guard and get rid of him and then make sure the fullback doesn't spill and then get the running back down. So I just want to bring that that up. I always love this one. I love it when refs are like on the field. You gotta control yourself better, and I'm like, oh, thank God, dude. Yeah, that's okay, why. Let me let's talk about this, dog. Okay, I'm six five three twenty five, running full speed. That corner's five ten one eighty, and I'm on a screen. And if right. I slow down, he makes me look stupid. And if I don't run full speed through him, I can't. I, there's, I'm never gonna hit him because he's right. way. I have no choice. Hey, but hey let's let's bring my main man in here real quick. Uh, See Moses, shout out. All right, so let me let me start off by saying this. I'm a second-year ref. My, my reluctance to come on was because I don't want to speak for all the referees in college football. No, I respect At the you. same yeah. time, the progress that I've been seeing from being a fan, well, being a player to a fan, like just watching it without having like an emphasis on like what I'm learning – but then understanding what the refs are learning and how they're teaching it to them, it makes sense for where they want to take the game. So I'll speak for myself and kind of on behalf of the refs, but I didn't want to go one on three and like defending all the referees. Shit, I'm starting in like D3. We understand. Like, yeah, so that's how that's what I want to start because I was like, should I really go on here and like speak on behalf of them? I know where you guys are coming from. I get it. Like, I mean, I'm a back judge. I played corner. I understand like the physicality and what we want to stay, but also like, I kind of understand what they're doing with the, the actual rule book and how we're supposed to interpret it. So yeah, let's talk. Uh, uh, here's my question. Do you think that rules are set up for, for the betterment of the players or the perceived betterment of the game to keep people healthy because it doesn't keep people healthy. So what's the point? So a few things with 
especially with this year. So they're, they're trying to run the clock a little bit more. There's going to be less plays in college football this year. Why? To help with, I mean, if you are playing 10 snaps on both sides of the ball, that's, well, the really the real reason they're trying to do it so they can fit in more playoff games at the end of the year. Which is more games, which is more risk, which is, it's just crazy. So, but, but, but Matt, but listen, see how they're trying to do it. So like they slowly implement it. So now the games are going to get a little bit shorter. We're going to get more on a back end. That's not going to be this year. But in the meantime, we're saying, why the fuck are they doing it? But in five years from now, it's going to make sense. The same well, thing with targeting. Like those hits that they're taking out. That's why I started to like back go against you guys, because the targeting, I did see why they took out some of these big hits. Well, okay, players so, were like stuck. Like it was like, look, I'm not I'm not advocating for spearing people and like launching. I like it. <laughs> That's why I wanted to play football. I'm not, no, fuck you guys. I'm not going to sit here and act like that's not why I signed up originally. The, the, for when I was 14 years old and the coach walked in and said, you're big, you're strong, you're athletic. You want to go to college for free? And I was like, yeah. And I never played before. And he's like, just go full speed and run through people. And I was like, I can do that. And then I just learned the game as it went. So I played because of the physicality, not because of fucking Instagram accounts and Twitter and blowjobs and fucking bullshit i just wanted to hit motherfuckers so i i'm not saying that that like the ref shouldn't call that i'm asking right now why is schmitty's neck and head and 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 brain and mine at guard and three technique why are they less important than yours at corner and you're the back judge when i pull and and strike him at defensive end that is equally as fucking aggressive and as for even more forceful than a safety hitting a receiver. Mm. Hey, man, have, you, have you ever walked to the end of the line of scrimmage and gotten hit by a guard full speed that can play? It doesn't feel good. My, I guess my response is there's not a different process. set of rules. There's not a different set of rules. There so is you're a not going to talk to me. You're not looking at the back judge like throw this hold or throw well, this. I'm not asking to the back judge to throw a penalty though. Hold on, hold on. I'm yeah. saying how many how many refs are on the field in a college game? Seven. Seven. And the head man stands where? What do you mean by head man? The, the guy that calls the fucking penalties. Where does he stand? But everybody throws the penalties. You have an yeah, R. but not everyone calls them. Not everyone turns his mic on and isn't the head ref and calls yeah, them. The oh, the R. The R. Yeah, so he's yeah, in the back so of the field. How the fuck with... am I supposed to know that? I don't, I don't, I'm not a ref. That's fine. So, yeah, that's, that's why yeah, I'm like trying cool. to understand what you're asking me. What I'm asking is there aren't two different set of rules. I can spear Schmitty to block him. I can destroy his ass and lift him off the ground and drive him into the ground with the top of my helmet as much as I fucking want. And I'll be applauded for it. And that'll be the like the block of the day. But if a linebacker does it to a tight end in a tackle situation rather than a blocking situation or a safety hits a receiver in a tackling situation rather than a blocking situation or a tight end peels back and hits a defensive end chasing the ball, that's a penalty, but not not the most vicious play in football. You want to know why they don't penalize it? Because you can't fucking play without it. Mm. I think you're getting closer to the defenseless player and then the different set of rules for a runner. No. That's my only way because... Defensive listen, linemen are defenseless. By the rules, like, there's no... So, 
You're, he, pulled, you're, hey, he pulled the book out, man. I love right it. Right here, this is this is what I do. Where I mean, we're I fucking hate refs. Preseason. Okay, okay season Moses. Okay, okay right Moses. Now. He pulled the book out. Look at it. But my point is, there's nothing here. in. very thin. Doesn't mean I read them. But there's nothing in here that says linemen different than. Uh, no, corners and receivers. No, no, that's you're right. Asking that, it's like when did you call us a, a, a targeting penalty on a lineman? Show me one fucking targeting penalty ever on a oh. goddamn lineman. But that's my whole point. So you're getting into a defenseless player because none of those linemen are defenseless. You are you. So you're not going for the ball. You're not. You're. It's one on one. You're not going to get a, a targeting. Hey, hey, hey Moses, I understand you completely, but his question is like. The body's still treated differently according to the referee. I, I, I understand the difference between a receiver catching the ball going up. I get it. I played for fucking 20 years. I know. I'm saying when I'm at right guard and we run fucking counter and my job in an odd front is to run nine fucking yards full speed. Okay, boom. And a 250-pound outside linebacker who's also running full speed at me to set the edge. That is the most vicious contact in football. The fullback on the Mike linebacker. That's never fucking like. I got you. Penalty. That's some bullshit. Is that's that true? All right. So they're only called for pencil neck fucking skill players. Not true. The blindside block. They got. They took it out. That five years ago, there. How many hits were there blindside? And that was a good hit. Talking about. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because that that hit. I mean, pulling. I guess really wouldn't be blindside because you can kind of see him. He's in your periphery, So you can still can see, see him. him. They're running at each other. But how would, why would we take that out of the game? We don't need to take, that's not what I'm saying. Time out. Okay. I want more physicality. I want the bitch boys that can't take fucking pressure off the field. But this you're pretending as if. Guys that should be figure skating, playing football rather than fucking playing football. We got guys pretend- that can't fucking handle anything pressure-wise on the field when they get into real football games because the minute you blow on them, they fall over. That's because nobody can get hit anymore from the fucking front seven to the, the front five, it, period. But you're pretending as if the people that are making the rules don't care about what's going on in the trenches of the line. No, time out. I know they don't fucking care, dog. I'm an NFL mm. veteran. No, time out. Time out. I know they don't give a shit. I don't think they don't give a shit. You ask any fucking vet in the NFL, ask Coach JB, do they give a fuck about the players, dog? Or is all this just a bunch of bullshit posturing? Nah, it, it is. It's all tied to money. Let's keep it real. All this is tied to money. Hey, all see, the rules are tied to protect their money. The quarterback. No, Gordon. it's it's Karen's. It's hey. it's fucking parents and people that yeah. bitch about the physicality of the game. Hey, hey Corey, let me ask you this, Corey. Like, majority of referees, especially in the NFL, I know they're not uh, – a lot of them, uh, they played maybe, but they, they played more like, uh, you know, novice rep, rec ball. They're lawyers. They're doctors. I know a lot of them. Um, there's not a lot now. And especially I know, that, I know we're in a situation where referees are on a shortage. Yeah. I know referees aren't trying to go out and be refs anymore like we once used to have because of these shitty youth parents, the shitty situations that are happening out there. I know refs are getting the blame for a lot of shit, which is a little bit unfair in my opinion. But here's the issue I got. A lot of the folks a little that unfair. are – Now, here's this is what I'm saying, though. Per pay, I believe the NFL should pay the ref 
for a full-time job as a ref, not as a doctor, and then part-time come over and expect to know that your hat, your eyes and hat need to be here when you're really working on a fucking law case the, the whole week. <laughs> like, that is the problem that I see, not only in the NFL, but in college as well. And then you got, like, Division two refs refing high-paced JUCO, and then you go down and coach high school, and then they got to go do an arena league game. I know how the refs work. My buddy runs the referees in, in, in the NJCAA. He's ahead of them. And I'm like... I, I get how they have to be placed all over, and the speed of every level changes, and it's very, very difficult on you guys. It's it's still a human element in this thing, but what I'm saying is we got to come up with a, a reason and a, and a way to pay refs to be refs, especially at the collegiate and professional level, because it's unfair to kids to lose games and possible millions of dollars when they're suspended for a targeting that they cannot avoid biomechanically. There it is. So, I mean, I, I agree with you, and that, you didn't ask a question there, but I'll just weigh in on it a little bit because I think you were getting at the talent of the refs at the collegiate level because we talk about the NFL refs. Probably those guys, I mean, played. They understand the game. College refs, I'm not saying they didn't play, but for my second year, I'm very confident that I'm one of the top refs in my area. And I didn't think that that would be the case. So, and there's a lot of reasons why, yes, there's a shortage to the energy that Matt was coming with it. You get a lot of shit, like and so you lose a lot of players, but like, I'm someone who I'm trying to get people, my, you know, people that I grew up with, like, yo, you can do this. There's a future for it. But it takes every like you got to understand what's going on. So like you're saying you're one of the good ones, and you're pushing the narrative to hey, I want to do it the right way. And we, and we need more. And we then need more players to right. So I got to defend it. So I got to be able to come at you guys and say, look, this like it's it's law at the end of the day. The sit like it's like the fucking system. I'm not gonna defend and say the justice like the system is great. But at the same time, if I'm a lawyer, if I'm law, I still gotta like do it to the best that I can. And then try to like let players, people know how this is going, where it's going, so that the yeah, I, what I said to you, coach the players so that we don't have this problem. Oh the, shit! You know, when it comes oh. to the refs, when I'm on the field, I've got to defend good and bad calls. It's a brotherhood, the same way you would defend your players. I, I respect what you're saying. I don't. But when it comes to like right now, preseason, behind the scenes. If we get on the same page, what do we want? We want the sport to be dope. We want, yes, we want physicality. We want good games. We want the best team to win. Everybody's in it for that. The refs are in it for that. At the end of the day, I don't care what side of the team you're you're rooting for. You want the best team to win. So, like, no, I don't. Don't think that there's a preconceived. I guess what betting now, you never know what's going on. But don't think that the refs have some. Like unintentional like, feel, like they're trying to get one team to win, like we're or to take out some of the best players. That's not so, like, so why would think, we? You why would you even be in it for that? You don't think that the back judge last year in the Super Bowl was a fucking Kansas City Chief fan? <sighs> that was a tough. That was a tough call. Yeah, that was a tough call. Hey, so <laughs> that was a tough call. <laughs> but I don't I, listen. <laughs> you don't put me on the spot. That's what I'm saying. No, nah, you can, don't don't say none of them. No, yeah. And and look, I really love the fact that you came on the show. That's fucking awesome. Um my question is this: the amount of studying that we have to do in order to do our job, 
and understanding all the terminology and everybody's job. We isn't who? We isn't who? Players. Players. Coach JB and I talked about this yesterday with a lot of players don't know shit and they're just playing the position they play. But there are a lot of guys who actually know everything. And I'm wondering if I were to give the ref a test on what fronts are and personnel groupings and how the game's supposed to be played and, you know, like the proper way to do a deuce and the proper way to trade and the proper way to ace and the proper way to drop and fucking curl the seam and all through press and every aspect because a ref, especially like if you're the back judge, I would expect you to know all the route combinations, study the team you're playing, everything that they're doing. Who's a whole, who has whole, like, do you look at the tendencies for who gets more holding penalties? Does that sway you to throw more holding penalties? Like, do you guys actually study? Because I'm of the mindset that the refs go from their fucking nine to five straight to the field. And they're just like, Oh, that was a flag. And you're like, motherfucker, that's the way I was taught to do the shit. And it makes me, makes me furious because the refs have so much control over a game that they're not really invested in. So that's a, that's two different things. Cause you asked if they know about like the route, combinations so and they when know i look at you like and that. i say when I, when I say what is uh 13 personnel tight end heavy uh under sam stack strong safety force cover one yeah. fence man they're gonna go cover three they're gonna fucking slide protect it left three man they're gonna bring the squeeze gap on the backside. like can, can is that does that all resonate so i know that because i played so like i know personnel i know what's going on on the field at, the, at all times because i played the percentage so again, I've done high school for six, college for two, and I'm kind of on a fast track because it, you know, I'm comfortable on the field. The percentage of the percentage of college refs, I think, right now, and I'm Be I don't think it's a bad thing, but I would say probably about Be careful. I know. Don't say anything. Um, it's well. It's, it's, it's well. So so the answer is no. Not a lot of people know what's going on. But do they yeah, need they to have the fucking job? Do they need to though? Because yes, no, I don't think you need to know the personnel. I don't you think don't you need, need to know, know the route because in order to ref the game. All right, so I mean, so that's... I'll stay. I'll stay in the, with the deeps as a back judge or as one of the deep refs. Your key, your key is you have like one player pre-snap, and then as the the thing forms, it's almost like you know. You're playing like you know you're in the covering the zone. It would help to know on third and nine, you know, know this key to sticks stuff like that. I don't, I can't even communicate things like that. But if you just stick to what you are supposed to, you should be able to get the call you're supposed to. Being able to fish in someone else's pond and like really know, all right, this guy's probably going to go here. If you miss that call, I can get that for you. That, that makes a really good ref, right? And then you're moving out. Like, hey, appreciate that, but whatever, whatever. But to, to your other question, do we watch film? Do we have stuff pre-game? Yes, we do tend to, like, all right, we're pl- we got so-and-so and so versus so-and-so this week. Heavy run, heavy, you know, third, like, yes. There's, the, like, there's Garrett, a lot of- Garrett Bowles is going to hold his ass off this week. Watch him. I mean, at this level, you know, we're not, we don't know the names and stuff like that, but we, yeah, 100% we're watching film. You're there two hours before the game. You have a meeting pre, like during the week of. So it's, it's, it is a lot. And if you, if that doesn't prepare you for 
the week ahead, you are going to fall by the wayside just because, I mean, hopefully there's enough talent to come in and say, you know, like be able to throw those good flags. So it still is weeding of the crops. I mean, there's a little bit of politics in it. There's a little bit of, you know, being able to study your ass off and just know the rule book, but that doesn't really translate to like being able to handle coaches, handle the players, dead ball officiating. There's a, there's a lot that goes into officiating that from your point of view as a player, you just want, you know, between the whistle just to, to make it as physical as possible. That's great. But when we all look at each other, the good refs, there's, there's more to it. It's not just one thing. It's not even just being able to play and know what's coming. Because shit, when the ball's in the air, like there's so much that I naturally want to do, but as a ref, now I can't do. So, hey, Corey, let me ask you before you get out, man. We can't, I can't thank you enough, man. Much respect to you. And uh, it it seems like you're on a fast track because some people have the it factor and some people don't. I clearly see you have that it factor. Uh, I coach quarterbacks my first year ever coaching. The next year, I'm a Juco OC. I get it. Uh, That thing really does matter, in in my opinion, the it factor. Uh, This is my point to you. Do you guys in the back row know what a high-low is, let's say, uh, in the box? Um, are you able to – does everybody on the field, as far as referees, know every single scenario? So if a box judge or, or the umpire – that's the umpire is in the, where the Mike Backer is, right? So or they're moving it now, I would say, throughout the whole sport so that the, ump, the U and the R are in the backfield. All right, so they know – do they know what PI is as well, or do they just focus on the box? Uh, the oh, U and the R are not throwing the PIs, but that's it, that's it, what it, I was going to say. Do they even know about what it would be? Yeah, definitely, because we're – at the beginning know, of the season, guys, we're all exactly. in the same – at the okay. beginning of the season, we're all in the same meetings, and then as it gets oh, closer, exactly. we start to filter out to, like, this is what you need to learn about going into this week. So they but know what it is. Bro, yeah. are you throwing the flag on a high-low? And if I see it, I will. All right, so let me ask you this. Um to Matt's point and, and get you out of here, man. I can't thank you enough. I'm going to, if you ever need anything, let me know, man. I know a lot of big time referees in this business um, that run a lot of things. And I'll, I'll to help you out. Uh, here's the thing I got to say, like you just stated to Matt's question, like not knowing the full game and should you know it, etc. I got to ask, would you, would you let, like, do you think the lawyer that is, that is, that's his main job coaching in a Super Bowl? Do you think he would let Andy Reid come in and fucking litigate for him half the time? That's my issue. That's like my issue. (laughs) Yeah, I I think we need to have full-time refs because I don't think it's fair to our sport, and I don't think it would be fair to your profession if you were a lawyer for Andy Reid to come in there and fucking pick somebody's fucking jury trial. You know what I'm saying? Real quick, Corey, before you jump. So in in the ref's defense, though, let's be real as former players, though, y'all, Matt, JB, all all of you guys, a lot of players didn't know what the fuck was going on on the field. Let's keep it real. That's something that I'm learning now. Some of these players, they don't even know the rules. Even me, even me, as a D-lineman, I didn't necessarily know everybody's job at all time. It was like, see a little, see a lot. See a little, see a lot. Bad job by your coach, though. Sure. I mean, you can say that. Sure, but I had refs come in. I had refs come in every practice and every every scrimmage and as much as I can. And not only did they on the field, we had meetings in our classrooms with the refs come in, and I'd give my players a test because I wanted to know where the knee pad height was supposed to be. So you fucking don't get a penalty for knee pads being too high. I wanted to know what the jersey tuck was. Where is the hold? What do you guys consider a hold? 
Is it inside the shoulder pad? Is it in the tit? Within the titties? Is it inside the shoulder? I want to know these things, and I want my players to know because I want an advantage. That's that's very good, and I don't think enough coaches and players emphasize that part, like how much is on you to know some of this so you don't ask me in the middle of a game what's going on. My last point will be there's seven refs. So if you're talking about like one ref here or one ref there that doesn't know what's going on, the other six can either throw that flag, take pick that flag up, which you're, I think you're going to see a lot more of. If you threw a bad flag by instinct, sometimes you just throw it. The other point is then sometimes you also know, damn, that was, you know, I didn't mean to throw that flag. Have a conversation. I don't know. I can't, I don't want to speak for like what we're going to see on Saturdays and Sundays as right. far as, there's no flag on the fl- play or just being able to have that conversation, drop your ego. Hey, that was, he, he got him, but it wasn't enough to throw that flag. So I think as more people like myself speak up, even though I'm young, like I feel like 10 years ago that the me that was a second year wouldn't say shit, but now I'm feeling more confident of, Hey man, I know you've been doing this for a long time. That w- that was a bad flag. Pick that up. So, and it may come from like you guys like voicing and then being able to say, okay, full-time rep, this guy can do this full-time so it's headed in the right direction. Where we are today, by all means, I think these conversations lead us there of this is a problem. Like that could have been a difference of a game or a, a fucking soup, like a championship. Like it's the weight is is getting heavier. So now, so I don't know. I'm just saying there's seven rests. You guys play a part. The players play a part. The fans play a part. Everybody and I think at the end of the day, we all want the same outcome. So how we get there is shit. It might just yeah. be having tough conversations like this. And hey, man. This was awesome, hey. man. Great. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. Great job. Hey, I appreciate, appreciate you. Out, Corey, about to have you on again, man. Much love to you. Thanks, I appreciate watching, you, dog. Don't forget. Bye, brother. Thanks. Yes, sir. Later, Corey. Uh, that was hey, good, man. That was good. Do you think that uh that the that rules good, that you think the rules are putting a burden on these refs too, though? Like they're yeah, all, they have to do their job and abide yeah. by their rules just like I we got, do. I almost feel bad for them, like to a point, because it's like I hate the rules that they're in, 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 like trying to institute. I think they're ridiculous a lot of the time, and I don't think that they're. I don't think it's manageable. I think that it's going to ruin the game eventually. Just like we've seen how many games influenced by goddamn penalties at the end of the game. Like it, it's almost. If I want to make a bet on a game, I need to know what referee crew is working the game so I don't – because <laughs> look, certain ref crews are just flag happy, bro. So, yeah. you know, I just – I understand that they have a job to do, but so do we. And no offense to the refs, but the players are way more important than they are. And I just – I wish that they would be there to call egregious penalties that everybody knows a penalty instead of – you know, ticky tack holding, ticky tack pass interference, ticky tack holding penalties. You touch the guy seven, like you brush shoulders. That's a flag. The fucking pass or the the quarterback, you know, roughing the quarterback stuff is ridiculous. Yes, there needs to be rules, but there was roughing the quarterback rules back in the day when they used to kill the quarterback. Yeah, there was right. still you couldn't like jam him into the ground and hit him in the wow. head. That was always yeah. a penalty. Always. It's just, I don't know why it's changed. If you touch any of them, it's yeah. a fucking. So, I don't know why it's changed. Like the, the the rules used to be legitimate. Like it was but like, we, but we know why it's changed. Hit his ass. 
Right. We know why it's changed, y'all. It all it's all tied back to money. Hey, be mad at all of it. here, Big Smitty, in one minute. I gotta be okay. honest though. This is what I know where you're going, and it's got it's it's money. I get it's money, but the quarterback's always been the highest paid. Troy Aikman had a fifty million dollar signing bonus in nineteen ninety-one. So this has been about money for a long time, but I have a different point. I believe it's starting to because it's it's changing because of it. <laughs> And 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 not only that, but listen to this real quick. Give me a D, D. You know, give me an I. Situations I, that we have now compared D, back then. If I coach, hey, listen to this you though. Can switch Greg the Thompson. social, you know, situations that we have now compared to back then. If I coached him now the way I did then, I would be in handcuffs. Uh, yep. That is why it's changed more That's than money, in my opinion. Yep. Mm. It's it more than money, Smitty, in my opinion. I believe we've become just, just, Popovich just said it himself. I can't even coach like I used to. Why, though, is my question. Like, why? But I'm saying the rules is, is what changed him as a coach. Like, it's not like he changed and the rules changed. The rules changed. He, as a coach, had to change the way he coaches his but players. Those are and rules. And now the players are, are softer, quote-unquote softer. Yeah, but I don't think that's a rule. That is a societal problem, not a rule. Right. A rule isn't telling Greg Popovich not to yell at my players or cuss them out. That's not in the rule book. Right. No, nah, you're That's right. That's just being soft. I, I, exactly my point. Like it's I, the, I, it's I, the world. It's, it's the world of social media, y'all. As soon as you see, you know, JB cussing at a player, and we cut that five second clip, and, you, and, and yeah, you, you don't have the full context of the conversation or what, what he said before, what he said afterwards. Now he can't. Why are you talking to him? He should be fired. And then you know the pressure from media. Or a couple guys that don't show up when they pay to come and show up, and they don't show up, and Matt calls them out. Matt is now the devil. I'm like you don't understand. Like there's context to this shit, and there's fucking consequence for your actions, and everything's about choices, and we make them. Like I don't, I don't get it. Like (laughs) it blows my mind, dog. It's crazy. Um, Big Matt, man. we appreciate you, Big oh, Matt. What you got going on today? Huh? I've got an institute here at uh, 10, so I'll be on there. And I'm going five days a week there starting in September. So, Hey, but by the way, we got news to break real quick. Uh, Big the- Matt Chesney has joined the JB uh, bandwagon on Cameo. Yes! Matt, you can book Matt on Cameo. Uh, is it at six zero or at Big Matt? It's at six zero Academy. At six zero Academy, and I, I tell I anything you want, I'll talk that shit. I will serenade your lady if you need me to. Hey, hey, I, hey, Matt! I sent Matt a couple. I had about twenty cameos I had to do yesterday, and I sent Matt a few of them, and I sent Weddle some, and Weddle is crying, laughing. I just basically called one of them just a fucking slap dick, fuck stick, shit bird. That's what they want. If you need me, that's to a do- fetish. I'm there. <laughs> That's a fetish, y'all. People like getting cussed out. So, you hey, you want me to coach you like, hey, you couldn't knock a sick core off of a piss pot, son. That was awful. A breeze will blow you over. You're stiffer than a wedding dick. You move like old people fuck, literally. I mean, for God's sakes. What are we doing out here today? Are we playing? Are we finger popping each other's assholes or are we playing football? Finger popping. Hey, that's what you're supposed stiff as a point dick was one of my favorites. Oh my god, I would love stiff as a point dick. Everybody would say that, man. That's that's a legendary coaching phrase. 
Hey, I know you guys want Matt on some cameos, dog. Book him now. It's football yeah, season. Book his ass. I get the hips going. Show hey, you got to put a G string on and a flip and some and some pinky toe rings. Fucking banana hammock, motherfucker. Not a G string. It's a banana <laughs> hammock, all right? Hey, I'll see you later on this week, man. Peace. Appreciate you, Matt, man. Oh shit. Um that was dope, man. I love that, man. Shout out to C Moses, you know, calling in, you know what I mean, having the courage and bringing his perspective from a referee standpoint. I love having those type of moments, those educational moments. And, uh, man, you know, I just hope that they can remove the suspension of the players. I get making it safe. I get making it, you know, better. I understand all that. But suspending the players for incident, incidental contact, we got to move that. Chat? Is C. Moses still in the chat? If C. Moses is still in the chat, C. Moses, uh, answer this question for me. We have instant replay. We take 25 minutes to replay a fucking PI. Why don't we replay the target and resend it and bring the player back from the locker room? Or now you can stand on the sideline. That's just showing you how soft the game has begun. Now you can get targeted, sit out the game, but just stand on the sideline. You're cool to stay out here now. Like, it's 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 telling you that, hey, man, we're sorry to suspend you. You can stay on the sideline. We know we're probably wrong. But stay out here with your brother in. Like it's it's a slap in the coach's face, in the in the attending patrons' face that pay money mm-hmm. to see the number one safety in America be fucking booted for a targeting call. I don't like the fact that we're taking money off these kids' plates by losing game film because the end, the NFL only has so many game evaluations to watch, and right. when they miss a game or two. Even and and it's more for the middle tier guys, Smitty. It's more for no offense to Big Smitty, but it's more for Big Smitty's reps at Ball State. He's a tweener. He could be a a, a six rounder or or unrestricted free agent after the right. draft. That needs to be evaluated, though. He misses yeah. a whole game. Now, guess what? Big Smitty's automatically in the shitter. He's not even being evaluated anymore because he was already a tweener. This yep. is just real spit that you don't even know about. We know the first pick on the draft doesn't need a, the, the goddamn game and a half. Right. We They don't need that. But but for all the people out there that are toting the line, getting invited to the combine, or those are all things that we're missing, and that's what I do not agree with. Like, don't be a part-time part-timer. That's what I used to tell coaches all the time. Mm. Don't be a part-time coach who's also a part-time coach. <laughs> right. It don't make sense. These are the same things that are happening with the referees. They're part-time part-timers. And if you're not full invested in this thing, even as a part-timer, to me, it's a slap in the face. We're losing a lot of valuable things, man, out here with these players. And it's like, this is the I'll end it at this. And I and I didn't want to, I didn't want to kill my main man off. He's he was a great dude. I broke this down before. This is why I I I used to go hard on the refs, obviously harder than most. This is the sole reason why, Big Smitty. First of all, number one, A, I'm defending my players who I recruited, who I said I have their back, right? Right. So it's me against the world in that regard. Even if they're a player that's screwed up, this is my responsibility. I'm accountable for those players I recruited and told their parents that I'm going to take care of them, get them graduated, get them to the next level. That's what people don't understand. So when I cuss out the ref, that's part of it. Here's the second part of it. The referees have no clue that this kid started with me in January at five in the morning in the snow 
and has now reached September. He has missed in between these times Thanksgiving, Christmas, vacation with the fam bam, family reunions, everything the asshole Coach JB, Coach Saban, Coach Sark, Coach Carroll has demanded from them as football, college, collegiate athletes and student athletes, plus don't forget, take a bunch of tests in between all that in, in yep. history class and and and, and maybe study tables. And, and study tables, weight room, meetings, community service that everyone wants you to do. Sell your jerseys now with NIL. What the refs don't realize is you just took a game away from this kid who's let who's put all that shit away, who who's missed family time, missed this, missed that. Because you are a part-time, part-timer and don't understand the biomechanics of a 20-mile-an-hour runner in gear to lower his crown of his hat at the point of attack inside the box. It's not going to happen. Why aren't we seeing it change then, C. Moses, is my point. His point is we're seeing it change, blah, blah, blah. I don't think you're seeing it change. I think we're being injured more because players are now knowing the penalty and they just raise up. They're just coming up short. Subconsciously, their brain is telling them, I'm going to get a fine in the NFL or I'm going to get kicked out in college. And or I'm going to I'm going to just pull up. I'm going to half ass this thing. I'm going to get out of here. We're seeing a a worse game on the football field. I'm just being honest. And I agree. one thousand percent. I just think it needs to be full time refs that are full time invested, just as our players are that are year round student athletes. That sacrifice a lot of shit, personal, family, etc., to play the game. That a guy who's a referee that half the time comes out and throws you out of a whole game, to me, is a slap in the face. And I think that is what needs to be changed. You said that perfectly, JB. I'm with you 100%. Like you said, I understand trying to make the game safer. I understand trying to protect, you know, the players. I think the intentions are pure but the results of it are are impure and, and what's happening isn't right. You know, these players do all of this for, for what, 12 guarantee games? That's it in college football? That's it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, to take one away, I mean, that's that's huge. And you mentioned me, like, using me as an example. Like, yeah, like a guy who's mid-tier, who could get drafted, could go, like, every game matters. And imagine if that next game is an out-of-conference big-time game. Maybe we're playing an opponent in the Big Ten or whatever. And this is my one time to showcase, hey, I can play against the best. And you just suspended me for the whole game or the first half or whatever. You're literally removing big time opportunity and could potentially be changing my career over a call that's a bang, bang play. There's so many times, JB, where. Hold you, on. You, Hold uh-oh, on. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Hold on. It might not be me, though. It could be the Smitty in the chat. Oh. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it could be Smitty in the chat. Let's confirm that. Let's confirm that. Let's confirm that. I don't know. Could be Smitty in the chat. I don't know. I don't want to get too excited first. Let's see. It could Ron, be me. It could be Smitty? me. What Smitty, Ron? Because you're going to burst my bubble, dog. It could be Smitty. Because they're having a little separate conversation right now, so I'm not for sure. <laughs> uh, but, no, in summation, though. What if the full-time refs suck? Then you hold the full-time refs accountable as yeah. the player. Of course, you find the full-time ref. You suspend the full-time ref. That is what you do with full-time people. Like yeah, but if you're full-time, are. you would assume you, you would be better. And like for me, man, my, my last thing, the play that I just hate, JB, it's the bang bang play where you know, 
a, a, a wide receiver catches the ball, turns. Appreciate you, Ron. Appreciate you, Ron. I knew, I knew, I knew you had my back, man. I knew you had my back. I hate when the wide receiver catches the ball, turns. He lowers his head, right? The receiver lowers his head, and now, naturally, it's a helmet-to-helmet collision. Not because the DB or the safety did it himself, because the receiver did it. But instead of the receiver getting the penalty and getting ejected, it's the defender who's getting ejected because of a split-second thing that the receiver did that the, the defender had no way of it. Like, some of these play calls, if you know the game or played the game, it's literally impossible to move your head. Like, it's, it's not like I'm trying – it's literally impossible, impossible. So how can you watch the tape, watch the film, see it, and then still eject this kid when you know when you're like, are we are we watching the same film? Now, if it's intentional, I'm with you. But come on now, like let me let me ask, be better at that. How do you expect this to be real? Like, I wasn't trying to be a smart ass with C Moses Corey, who came on great dude, man. I like his ad. I think he's super articulate. I think he's on yep. the right path. He's gonna be probably ahead of the referees in fucking 20 years. Here's the thing I gotta say though. How do you expect a part-time, part-timer, though, to go from Alabama, let's say, in, in, the, in the Georgia game last week, and then you're you're now – and there's SEC refs and there's Pac-12 refs and there's Big right. 12 refs. But let's just say you go to a Vanderbilt-Kentucky team game that the NFL talent has completely changed from that week to that week. Right. And then on top of that – you have now a safety or a backer or somewhere where you hit a bang-bang collision uh, play, and the call is completely different than it was in the Georgia-Alabama game the week before because of the pure speed and athleticism of the first-round NFL talent in that game versus the sixth-round or no NFL talent in this particular game. This has been told to me by NFL refs that I'm good friends with. It is a difference. It is a huge difference, and it takes a full-time person because what happens, Smitty, is I just ref the Alabama what's called game. We'll take Sunday off with the fam. Monday through Friday, our crew, yeah. we might have a few high school games in between that on Friday, but our crew is watching game film on Vanderbilt and Kentucky. We know they're starting 11. We know they're starting 22. We know this is what they do, and then we're going to referee that game now, understanding the speeds change, understanding the talents change, blah, blah, blah. But when we go fly in from Alabama, Tuscaloosa, we fly straight into goddamn Nashville to do the, the Vanderbilt game because we've been doing all these other things all week, like lawyering and, and doctoring and saving lives and doing all the commendable things we love and we appreciate, trust me. But then you expect it to be fair for the Vanderbilt team and the kid when these guys have not given a shit about your game all week long, and now we're just going to come in and bloop, you're out, ejected 15. By the way, I know you need NFL game film, but we got to suspend you for a game and a half. Like, to me is what the problem – that's the fundamental issue that I have a beef with. Not to mention the families that maybe have traveled out there who can't come to every game, right, because of their work situation, finance, or whatever the case may be. This is the one or two games that they're able to have circled on their schedule that, hey, son, I'll be there to support you. And you're going to eject this kid? Like, I'm, it just, it's, it's great. The ejection part – like I'm cool. Make the call. 15 yard penalty, cool. Like what we can relive that. We can recover from that. But to take the kid out the game, to me, that's the worst thing that Cosmo has ever done. I hate it. If they can remove that, 
I would not have a huge issue with a lot of the other things that they do because I understand you got to protect players. you got to protect their necks, their spines. We've seen guys like Ryan Shazier, unfortunately, who became paralyzed. I know he's walking around a little bit now, but career got injured, you know, ended because of an injury and neck injury. So I get trying to find a way to make improvements, but the whole suspending a player, man, you know, unless it's just really egregious or intentional, we got we we have to remove that. That that's that's uncalled for. It's too many factors that go that goes around it, and it's just not right. So, yes, sir. You on mute, JB? You on mute? JB, you mute right now. JB, can you hear me? What'd you say? You were mute that whole little. Oh, uh, I said, let's take a break, man, and uh, and take a piss break. Let my dog out. I haven't let him out or, or taken a piss yet. I'm going to do that. Uh, and we've almost had 800 people in here. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. If you're not one, we need more members. We lost like 20 members in the last three days because I think you guys didn't re-up your membership. So everybody go re-up your membership who hasn't re-upped. Eddie Manyweather re-upped. I saw that the other day. And uh, – Get back to we were at 600 members, dog. Now we're back down to like 580. So we need to get back to ah, 600 members. Um, but much love. We're going to take a little piss break, five minute break, and we're going to come back and break down this quarterback play some more, plus uh, the NFL preseason. And, uh, and James then- Harden news as well. Some James Harden news as well. James a little, little basketball. And uh, some Justin Fields breakdown. We're going we're gonna to break down a few things. We're going to break down that Kyler Murray brawl. In totality, I'm going to break that down, and uh, you'll be shocked at my answer. We'll be back in five minutes. Peace. I want to know when people are going to say, maybe Dak just ain't the guy. I know a lot of people love Dak, and a lot of people want to break this down. And I, I know I veered off from your original point of this camp. Uh, it's all good. No, let's go. Let's, hey, let's do I'm it. I'm just saying, though, like, when are we going to just call it a square, a square, and a circle, a circle? Like, when are we going to say Dak Prescott is just not a very good NFL quarterback? If we're going to give Daniel Jones all this heat and this guy's taking his team to the playoffs in year one of a year two of a new coach, year one really of a brand new coach, his third football season as a starter. Uh, why doesn't Dak get any heat at all? This guy's got two major contracts. He has a loaded roster year in and year out, like arguably the lo- most loaded roster year in and year out. Two years ago, he had the best team in football. So, I just want to know, like, this right here, Big Smitty, is inexcusable. That just cannot happen in the NFL. It's a too high look, and he's trying to look the safety off with his eyes and then just throw blind. Like, right. that don't, that's an elementary school act for a quarterback. Like, you don't do that. Like, you're telling me, I'm just going to look over here, Big Smitty, to act like the safeties move, and then I'm just going to... Throw it like this. That's exactly what he did. So, I, don't no, I mean, I feel you. I mean, um, Cowboys fans, like, they they absolutely love that. They think Dak's like Man, Tom Brady. Are you, are you shitting me, Big Smitty? Whatever. <laughs> he ain't get hit. He had, first of all, he had practice. So they not hit really him. make excuses for these cats, dog. He might have got bumped, but he ain't getting hit. Like, he had practice. Like, regardless – to JB's point, the decision was already made. Like, he knew, all right, I'm going to just look to the right just to see, hopefully the safety moves, and I'm throwing it. Like, regardless of what happens, like, he knew he was throwing. He didn't look to see if he was open or nothing like that. Um, obviously, again, you guys know know who I am, and I said it yesterday. Like, you can't take 
you know, one play out of a whole practice and just, and just you know, use that as the example. One, I'm pulling up one play from training camp. I think I've been pulling up Dak Prescott for six years, dumbass. Um, like, at what point are we going to say, uh, you're pulling up training camp from year eight, play one. Uh, he's actually played six years already. I've been breaking his film down. He's pretty much done the same thing. Know it all. First of all, Chad, whatever your name is, you look like you're I didn't hear what you're saying. Years old. <laughs> 18 years old. I haven't even nutted you out yet. You don't know what you're not, don't, don't know. You don't know what you don't know. <laughs> Just leave it like that. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, this is very interesting. I think Dak is the, possibly one of the most hyped QBs in the NFL over the last five years for sure. Every year he gets anointed as everyone puts him in this conversation. Somebody's going to put him in an MVP preseason MVP vote. Somebody will put him in there every single year. And I'm like, dog, every single year I've been saying, he is what he is, homie. I don't understand how you guys really don't understand. Sometimes you are who you are. Derek Carr is who he is. A new team, a new system is not going to change Derek Carr. He has no nuts and guts. You cannot give a quarterback a heart transplant. I'm mm. sorry. You just can't. The quarterback himself has to give himself one. And those are very hard to do, Big Smitty. I'm going to be honest. It's very hard to give yourself a heart transplant in this business this late in the game. I don't Man, think that's, that's a ball. I never heard that before. He said you can't give a quarterback a heart transplant. I got to type that code down. Ethan, can we cut that off for the show? I, Damn. I don't think people understand what I'm even saying. So <laughs> he's like, I'm done with it. Now I feel you, though, man. I, I think Dak is just like a, he's just like an average quarterback, but he gets a superstar or star treatment because he wears a star on his helmet. If Dak was the quarterback for the Colts, we would barely talk about him. We would barely talk about Dak. But since he's the quarterback of of of, Dal of Dallas, the, the Dallas Cowboys, everything he does is going to get, you know, just put out there, news, articles, good or bad, and, and we're going to blow it up. So that's all. What up, what up, what up? We're back, we're back. Smitty will be here when he's done shitting or whatever he's doing. Um, ooh, let's see the chat. What's going on in the chat here? Um, we know D. Jones. You're wrong about Dak Prescott and Dallas Cowboys, Eddie Manyweather. That's all he said. Eddie can never back up any facts. He just says, you're wrong. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, oh, is that Smitty? I hear Smitty. Bring me in. Hey. Hey, hey, all, all, all the all many all Eddie gotta say is you're wrong. He never says you're wrong because of this, you're wrong because of that. He, you're wrong. <laughs> Come on, listen, as a Cowboys fan, like let's get be real. What's the one thing that's holding y'all back? You can't say defense, you guys have a top 10 defense, you can't say weapons, you got you can't say O-line, you can't say money, you can't the only thing that's holding the Cowboys back is the quarterback position. It's no personal beef against that. It's just the facts. Watch the tape. The one position you guys are lacking, just like the 49ers, in a very similar way, is the quarterback position. You guys get the right quarterback, you should be in the NFC Championship or Super Bowl conversation every single year. That's a fact. Hey, basically, we're going to veer off the football train right now before, because the rest of the show is going to be football, as every show will be every day from now on, pretty much. Hey, let me show you something real quick. I got an interesting... Uh... 
to amaze the world. This time, the Chinese company Broad Group has developed a building assembly technology that provides unparalleled construction speeds. It took just 28 hours and 45 minutes to create a 10-story residential building using the prefabricated components of the living building. The core elements of this new system are factory-made modules built around a stainless steel frame. All typical components of a living space, including insulation, electrical wiring, plumbing, glazing ventilation system, and finishing are fixed onto this frame. For the flooring, Broad Group uses their developed B-Core slabs. These slabs consist of two steel sheets interconnected with numerous short vertical tubes across the entire surface. According to the company, this solution is 10 times lighter and 100 times stronger than traditional constructions. An important advantage of the living building is that its individual components are sized to fit standard cargo containers. Thanks to this, the prefabricated blocks can be conveniently transported to almost any location worldwide using existing transportation methods system allows for earthquake-resistant, energy-efficient buildings suitable for various purposes, including residential homes, hotels, and hospitals. D. Jones, the earthquake-proof, dog. I don't know, JB. I'm going to be real. I'm from the hood, JB. I'm not staying in that building. 28 hours? Hey. <laughs> I ain't living there. <laughs> hey, but you'll stay in the projects that were made in 1927 because it has a strong foundation. Yep. You got a rope the size of a baby foot in there, and you're in there. Why, you'll do that, though. Yeah, I will, because roaches, they only live in places where they're comfortable and where they know it's going to be a solid foundation. That hood, that 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 project has been up since 1920. It's been up since 1920, like you said, for a reason. It's stability. That uh, damn building they built in 28 hours, you're going to go there and lay and rest your head comfortably? Knowing this thing just got built yesterday? Hell no. Are you crazy? Chinese, the Chinese whipping that ass. Here, got another video for you. Biden says he wants 50% of new cars to be electric by 2030. True, but I guess now it's 60%. True or false, a typical electric car requires six times the mineral inputs of a, con of a conventional car. Yes. If 50% of the cars were electric vehicles today, is there enough power on the electric grid to charge them all? Absolutely not, no. You said in your written statement, Mr. Bradbury, I'm going to quote you, if every country in the world achieved its stated EV targets by 2030, the total savings in carbon dioxide emissions would be expected to reduce global temperatures by only 0 0.0002 degrees Fahrenheit by the year 2100. Given this fact, is it unilaterally gutting the U.S. auto market, critical mineral supply chain, and the grid stability. Is that the solution for addressing the temperature goals? Well, I, I don't think so. That didn't make, that didn't make no sense. So the uh, goal uh, They made some sense, but let that dissect in your brain, dog. Digest. Let me say that. Let, me, let, let that digest in your brain. <laughs> They're saying by 2030, the goal is to... Have 60% of America in electric electric vehicles. But at the same token, he's also admitting that if that was going on today, we don't even have enough electricity in the, in the, the electric grid for everyone to charge their cars. No, we don't. And it does nothing for the... The global, like the temperature, uh, the global warming. For the ecosystem, the environment, global warming. It does nothing for nothing. So why are we doing it? Because we make the rich richer. Who owns that shit? Elon Musk. <laughs> Shit, like, wild, he going to space, ain't he? He going to space. I mean, I'm so over this political shit. 
like the whole Maui conspiracy right now that's going on out there. There's a million videos on how it got torched. Uh, trees are standing. And then I want to play devil's advocate. Like, understand that tree trunks and trees actually hold moisture. There's water in there. A lot of trees actually actually survive through fires, contrary yeah. to your belief. Having said that, though, I've just been seeing these videos. I'm like, damn, it's crazy. I got buddies that live on Maui, and they're like, dog, I'm telling you, we heard a noise. We saw a beam. I've got boys telling me all kind of shit. Eric Weddle, we've been talking all weekend. His boys live over there. We've been hearing crazy shit from all my Usos that live over on the on the rock. They're hearing stories. Like, it seems like it was strategically hit. Like, there's certain buildings that aren't even touched. There's certain buildings that are just waxed. Uh, Oprah Winfrey shit still standing, though. <laughs> um, there's a lot of conspiracies out there, dog. I don't know about. But I know this. I am pro regular car. Get I don't want to drive an electric car, Big Smitty. I I've never I've never driven one before. I don't know how to do it. So so I drove Pat. One of Pat Perez. Pat Perez has one. It's like the fastest car in the world. Like it goes like three hundred miles an hour, homie. It's it's almost <laughs> scary. Like it's almost scary driving that shit. And it's like an SUV. It's got three motors, electric motors. The motors are like this big, and this motherfucker goes. It's it literally when you hit it. It's like a plane on the runway. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't need to drive nothing like that. Though. And then it stops on its own. Like, yeah. if, if the that's, rest... That's the other thing. Yeah, I don't get that. Because uh, Marcel's will always talk about his car. Like, his car is self-driving. Like, I, yeah, I don't too many know. vehicles just running through red lights. And I, I've seen that you can't even shut the Tesla off. And it's blowing through town. Ah, uh, no, nah, I'm good, dog. I don't want nothing to do with that car. Yeah, that's my robot shit. I'm seeing people I get the hybrid. Do with electric car. People getting the hybrids. I think it's like half gas, half electric. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, I want to start my car up and. But you know, JB, I think in like two years uh, or a couple years, LA or California specifically, they're going to stop making new gas vehicles. 2030 right now, it's on the docket for 2030 to stop or halt that. But. Yeah. They're saying, you know, if as long as you if you have the the car, the gasoline car, you can still drive it after the fact, but there won't you can't purchase new, ones. No new ones. I hope that they shoot it down, dog. I hope that the world gets involved. I hope the US gets involved. I hope we drop our nuts and say this is bullshit. It ain't doing nothing to the damn atmosphere. It ain't doing nothing to global warming. The, why gas price is still five dollars in Cali, homie? Mm, no. And it's oh, seven man. over there by Beverly Hills. Man, this shit is crazy, dog. Um, crazy shout out world, to the yeah. Pump Brothers, the Pump Foundation, Dana and David Pump, uh, two of the most recognized cats in California, in L.A. They run L.A., just contrary to belief. Uh, Smitty and I will be attending their big-time gala event. Anyone that's anyone will be there. Trust me. This is where you see every year I post a lot of videos and pictures of that event uh, with, with probably the biggest A-list stars in the world. Um, uh, Smitty and I will be there. We'll say, we, we know, we'll, you know, we're going to be clowning, chilling, mm-hmm. uh, shake, shake some hands, kiss some babies. You know what I mean? Yeah, this, networking. Thursday, this Thursday. Um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I love it. I love it, man. All right, big Smitty, this is your turn, man. Tell me what's going on with this guy. You know yeah, let's watch the video. And I will never be a part of an organization that needs more than this. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. 
You can take it off. You can take it off. So James Harden, we all know this whole offseason has requested a trade or made it known that he didn't want to be in Philly anymore. Earlier this week or late last week, excuse me, I would say Philly basically came out and said all trade talks had ended and, and that James would have to show up to camp when the time comes. James and his camp came back basically and the reports went out saying that James Harden does not expect or won't be attending any Philadelphia since since there's like uh, activities or camps. And then out of nowhere, early this morning before our show, I see this video out. He's speaking to a group of, I don't know who he's speaking to, and basically says that Daryl Morey, um, the, I believe the, he's the GM, I believe, of Philly, who I thought was his guy because he was in Houston with him as well. And part of the reason why he went to Philly was because of Daryl Morey. But evidently they're beefing now. He says Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never play for an, an organization that he's a part of. To me, man, it's just always something with James Harden. I used to like him as a player, you know what I'm saying, on the court. But after a while, I was like, James Harden, what do you want? You, 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 you every, every year you're on another team. Every year you're requesting a trade. Every year you're just not happy. What is it that you're looking for? So now reports are you want to be on the Clippers? Okay, I get it. You're from L.A. You, you want to be back home maybe. But what happens after that? You go to the Clippers and – Shit isn't going the way that you wanted to go or thought it would go, and then you're gonna hop jump ship again. Like, at what point are you gonna be happy? I'm I'm all about player empowerment, as you guys know, but there's a line with everything. And I mean, I want to know it. why you ain't on my side of this more often when you're seeing it clearly. Yeah, because James Harden is like the worst, though. He he just hops, 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 hops. Like it's just a thing to do. You know what I mean? Like Dan, like Dane, like Dane Lillard wanted wanting to leave. Okay, I'm cool with that. The man paid his dues. He he gave it his all. At this point, I get it. James Harden is going to Brooklyn for not even a full year, and then he goes to, to Philly for one year. And it's like you got the MVP next to you. You got a a, a good coach coming in from uh, the former Raptors coach, who's a champion. You got a good core around you. You're on the East. You have a, a championship type of roster. At this point in your career, I thought you wanted to get a ring, right? You've already been the MVP. You've been a scoring champion, multiple-time uh, all-star. You're probably going to be a Hall of Famer. At this point in your career, the thing that you're missing is a ring, and you're on a team that can win a ring. Hey, Caleb, so, tell us how long I've been saying this about this man. Maybe three years, four years? Um, I just don't this, get it. It's crazy. This ain't new. This is not just Harden, dog. It's Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, KD. Let's just keep going. I could go down the list, dog. I, let's go in football. Let's I don't talk put KD in that same category, though. I really don't. I, I'm putting them all in the category. This is why. Because we're seeing this. It's easier to do it, Big Smitty, when you see your superstars continuing to do it. It's easier to do it as a Levine. Who, I'm not saying he's doing it, but let's right, just say right. a middle-tier guy that's a superstar but not quite a like rock star status right, right, guy. Right, right. But – it's easier for these guys to start doing what James Harden's of the world do if if we keep allowing this to happen. And that's why I'm glad you're finally seeing this and I love it, but it's been happening, dog. And we're just now allowing we're allowing it over and over. I would make James Harden stay there and fucking meet with with Jane or Maury every single day and have coffee. Motherfucker look at each other in the face every day. You're not going nowhere. 
I would do that. That is what we need to do. How many times has this motherfucker demanded a trade? Right. At some point, you gotta, you gotta be like, nah, bro. I, I hold the cards. It I hold the power. Look bad, homie. And that's what I would do if I, I. That was kind of the question here. What would you do if you were the organization? I'm with you. I'm standing my ground. I'm not trading you. So you either just don't play and miss out on money, and get out of shape and waste a year of your career, and you're an you're an aging player, or you come out here and play. Now I got you brought this picture up a couple of times, JB. I know you got something on your mind about this Kyler Murray picture. Obviously, we've been seeing all the jokes online. Just to be clear, that is some type of technology that he has on his chest. It was the same thing I think earlier this year. Uh, basketball player, I'm, I'm losing his name right now for OKC. Uh, he was a rookie last year, got hurt. He had the exact same thing on while he was training. We all thought at first it was a sports brawl. Later on, found out they know it's some type of technology where they're monitoring your heart, I yeah, believe. I, I've always um, known. That's what I wanted to be clear. I've always known what this well, is. Well, I didn't know. Speak, speak for myself. I thought it was like an actual sports brawl at first. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. it is. Um, Chet Holmgren. Yeah, Chet Holmgren. Here's the deal. My kid, Alan's in the chat. My kids at Indy had these. We had these at Indy. Catapult mm. hit this hit me up they wanted to be on netflix and they wanted me to rep this shit so i had a bunch of players put them on the players hated them they were uncomfortable they didn't like them and then i'm sitting there like ah we're at a juco i need to be nutty and gutty this is football jail i need you to get out of football jail i don't need the same technology alabama has because then what happens to the kid they get to alabama is like ah we already had this at juco and it, to me, that's what enough coaches aren't doing. They're not setting the standard um, as far as the steps. They don't set the standard as far as this is step A, this is step B, this is step C. Earn the right and enjoy your – reap the benefit, right? Right. We now want all these glamorous shit, and we're at this JUCO, and I'm like, I'm not putting this catapult shit on there. What it does is, Smitty, monitors hydration, mm. heart rate, speed. Uh, rehab, apparently, some type of rehab devices in there. Here's the issue. You can clearly put a dry fit on underneath that thing. <laughs> you cannot put it over it, but you can put it under it. Mm. So put a dry fit underneath it, all right? That's my number one take. Right. Um, I wouldn't let anybody anywhere that shit like that. And I think the coach is direct correlation for, of their player. I, I believe, like, when I coach a kid and he does certain things, I'm like, dog, you're representing me and you're representing yourself, your family, this program, et cetera. It goes down a list. But it's specifically me if I'm hands-on coaching you. If I was him, his coach, hands-on, I'd be like, homie, what are you doing? Now, here's the reason why. We get that it's a device that monitors all this different stuff. I understand it. I said it on my post about it yesterday. I'm not here to talk that it's not. The issue is put a dry fit underneath. Act like you're there to get the work done because right, right now it's not monitoring anything. You're sitting there with a stance that y'all would call sus. <laughs> and that is what I think is bringing up all these big time people to talk about it on social media. I'm actually glad I saw some former NFL guys talk about it. Like, listen, I get that it does this, this, and this. I don't care. Like I am with them. Like I'm with them on that. Like put a dry fit underneath it and get about your, go about your business. I'm all for technology. I'm all for whatever, but damn homie, it's just not a good look. This is why it's not a good look Smitty in my opinion. 
All right, this is just my opinion. I don't, and nobody cares about our opinion. This is why we have one, though, because everybody has a show. They have an opinion on the show. That's why they have a show. Anyway, he's a leader, dog. Makes 200-something million dollars. Like, to me, I'm not representing anything that I do like that. And mm. not, as, not as the guy that's supposedly coming back from an injury and supposedly going to be a different Kyler Murray. I'm going to be the leader. I'm going to be this guy. I'm going to get back to being in the MVP conversation. Nah, I don't see it, dog. There's no way I can look at that dude as a player. Now, we are in a different generation, which you just stated. Are the players looking at him like, eh, what up, dog? You're my boy. The generation's different, so maybe they don't even care, dog. So I feel you on that, and I kind of agree. I kind of don't. So the side I don't agree on is, I think it depends on who the player is. So, for example, if Aaron Rodgers put that on at Jance Cap, you think those players are just not going to respect him now? No, because he's already—they're definitely going to respect him because he's already paid his dues. We know who he is, Aaron Rodgers. Even harder though. There's a flip side. They might clown him harder because they're like, "Hell no, that ain't you." Like me, Big Smitty. I have a whatever you want to call it—reputation, persona. Oh, JB, like you always clown me. That's soft, JB. You you want to run through the wall. If I were to go out here and do a TikTok dance, you're getting clowned bad because exactly this is in that old school mentality too. If he wore that, he's going to get clowned to where Kyler Murray won't get clowned. He's he gets a pass because that's his era. It's it's expected almost. That's (laughs) y'all shit. Yeah, it's like weird, isn't it? Yeah, now I feel you. Just I think the reason why people are getting a pass for the most part is because of the they know what it actually is doing. Because before, I ain't gonna lie, a lot of people, including myself, I've never worn that before, I've never seen that before. Before I knew what it was, I was clowning everybody. I'm like, Chet Holmgreen, Kyle, I'm like, what are y'all doing? This is not it. But once I found out it was actually, you know, monitoring your hydration, your heart, it's like, it still looks crazy. Don't get me wrong. I agree with you. You still should be able to wear it differently. And I, I didn't know till just now that you could wear a drop it under it. I, I just assumed that they're wearing it that way you must have to have direct contact with the chest. That was my assumption. But now you're educating me, JB. You're saying you can wear a drop it underneath it. If that's the case, I don't know why they're doing wearing it like this. Because it's it, 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 it's, he's, he's the most talked about cat right now on social media. Uh, hey, no publicity is bad publicity. I mean, mm. I, I don't know. I mean, well, I don't if, know. If that's the case, JB, maybe you should put it on and take a picture. If that's the case. Don't sip your coffee, your tea. We need these members. We need this money. What did he say on Friday? He said, he said you better give and make that money. Hey, <laughs> hey you, you, you got a better shot at wishing in your right hand and shitting in your left one and see what fills up first before we I We going to make a bet this season, and if you lose the bet, you're going to put that on. The same way we made, we made a bet earlier in the year about the pink shirt, we're going to make some type of bet. It's going to be a Lamar Jackson bet, something, something that I know you're super anti, and I'm messing with you. And if you lose the bet, you're going to have to put that on. I'm telling you, it's going to happen, JB. I see it. I see it in your future. Man, look. <laughs> it is what it is, man. Hey, hey. Tomorrow we have Steve Kim on, but Anthony Joshua knocked out old boy in seven rounds. I saw your IG post. He knocked out old boy, the same cat that that, that – Yeah, uh, I tell you, Wilder knocked him out in the first round. Yeah, but in boxing, I don't know if that matters. That's like a football. You know, the Rams The Rams won the Super Bowl that year. They struggled against certain teams like the Niners. They finally beat them in game four of that season or game three. Um, 
The guy was damaged goods, JB. He Every got knocked out bad. Every opponent's different, is it not? Every opponent's different, but boxes, boxes. So you're you're absolutely saying that Joshua fought Wilder. It would be a first round, second round knockout because the fact that he knocked that guy out. No, 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 no. I'm not making that correlation. I think Deontay Wilder is just a better fighter than I, I think yeah, Joshua. I, agree. I, I think Joshua doesn't have the same nuts and guts. I think he looks yeah. like Tarzan and fights like Jane. I don't I'm think he has saying, that dog in I don't think you can base it off a common opponent because we've seen common opponents before struggle with certain teams and then beat the shit out of the team when they went head-to-head. It's like, to me, common opponent is a very, very tough one. I was just saying that I wasn't super impressed by the knockout. I'm going to be real with you. The guy, he fight, hilarious, big-body guy, you know, tough, but he's not some great boxer, number one, number hey, two. Uh, Shout-out to our man, McKinney got a win. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Terrence McKinney, yep. Terrence McKinney got a win. Uh, and he just fought like two weeks ago and lost. Yeah, he came like, back quick. We getting it in. Yeah, he now he, that's the tough dude right there, man. Win or lose, he's going, he wants to fight. You know what I mean? Man, he I loves love the fight. Shit. I love that. Uh, I love that. Speaking of Steve Kim tomorrow, we're going to break it down tomorrow with him. But I just wanted to bring it up. I was at a bar in, 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 in Newport Beach or somewhere over the weekend. Uh, I was doing my Smitty's. I was getting my Smitty's on. Beverly Hill, uh, JB, Bougie JB, uh, to try to catch up with Big Smitty hanging out in Beverly Hills. I, I went to Newport. And uh, I saw the fight Steve Kim was at, and that was the best fight I've seen in a long time. And Steve Kim told us about that fight. He said, guys, if you're not doing anything on a Saturday, turn this fight on. And I can't wait to talk about that fight with Steve tomorrow. He was in the building. Um, I, I I know he was getting some big time, little quick, you know, interviews as well while he was there. I watched that fight at home, and man, I mean, that was a battle. That was a battle, man. I, I agree with you. Best fight I've seen this year. Even though I know Oscar Valdez, he lost. The guy, man, like he he was, he was disappointed at the end. He has a post fight interview and said he apologized for letting everybody down. I said, brother, you did not let us down, bro. Like you fought from beginning to end. Yeah, you lost the rounds. Probably, I think it was eight to four is what they had it. I think I had it around that same way in my mental scorecard, eight to four, seven to five. But even the rounds that you lost, it was competitive. He was getting big time hits. Uh, the guy he fought was just awkward, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I can't wait to get Steve full time breakdown tomorrow on that because you guys know boxing is like my third favorite sport now behind football and basketball. So, uh, it boxing in a really good space, and I'm hoping that those guys run it back. You know, that's the that's the word on the street. They're trying to, um, you know, bring back kind of that. It was a previous big time Mexican war years ago where it was three fights. You know what I'm saying? So I think they're trying to, like, bring that same energy back now. So we'll see. But shout, shout, to, uh, shout out to them for bringing back true boxing. You know what I mean? Love it. Hey, uh, Ethan, um, I think you found what I asked him for. I've heard there was a seven-foot alien stock in Peru. Can we watch this? What? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's my cousin. That's my cousin, Ant, man. Get your ass over here, Ant. Over here in Peru taking pictures with the background and shit. He he got a little skinny disorder. So I, I saw on social media there's this rumor that this alien was out um, walking around in Peru, and they're saying that they're illegal gold miners. And I'm saying, is there seven foot gold miners walking around somewhere? Um, Ethan, is there a video, Ethan? I don't know, but 
Anyway, you think it's real, JB? What do you think about that? I don't think it's real. And here's the thing: the reason it's been news is because, like, to me, our government does. Oh, I don't know. That's Ethan, probably. I to me, probably pull up Pornhub again. Here's the thing: I got. Here's the issue: I got. Every time there's a fire in Maui. By the way, there's a huge fire in North Houston right now. All my Houston, Texas cats stand up. I don't know if Houston has fires like that, do they? So the conspiracies are starting to pop up all over the place. And every time we have a lot of catastrophe in America, it's to cover up something that's about to happen, right? We had the gun. Uh, we had the Connecticut shooting at the, um, in the, at the elementary. We had the, the, the Udalvi. And then we had a, you know, border crossing happen and to cover that. We always have something. And I'm just like, what's coming next because of all these fires? Or there's something coming down the pipe? I don't know. You never know, dog. I'm just like, damn, dog. Is, I don't know. Does it get worse before it gets better? I've, I've heard there's a new strain of, of, of that thing that we had to uh, mm. shut down the world for. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dog, good luck trying to get that passed again and see if people stop their jobs for that one. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm. I, I learned my first. I learned my lesson the first time around with that. I ain't. If it's, I'm chilling. It is what it is at this point. It, I'm gonna be real with you. I'm chilling. So that's a whole another conversation, you know, with that. But the world is in a crazy space right now, JB. We seeing yeah. the Montgomery Montgomery brawl. People fighting, swinging chairs. We seeing fire. We seeing. We seeing brother swimming. We ain't never seen that before. That, that, that whole thing. I haven't really peeped that Alabama fight. Man, you gotta watch like a couple clips of that. You gotta watch that like it's different angles, different perspectives. Yeah, like, but why is it a big deal to me? It's not a big deal to me. Like I've been seeing those fights my whole life. Like that shit wasn't a big deal to me. Well, JB, no. everybody didn't grow up in Compton, JB, so no, it's different to me. We've been seeing that type of shit forever, man. Like, why is it? It's it's that you know why? Because they took the fun, they took the chairs, they made a meme out of the chair, they made yeah. videos. Now, now you got brothers in the and 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 working out with chairs and shit. Like it's a <laughs> It's like, no, that's what we do now. It's like I see somebody get a tattoo of the chair on their arm, a real tattoo. Exactly. See my point? Uh I will say this though, man. The brother that actually swam over the fight, man, kudos to you. I ain't never seen a brother, a black man, swim to a fade. He swam to a fade. Like that's that's a different like you want to fight bad if you swim to go fight somebody. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. But uh, hey man, I gotta ask you something. I gotta ask you something. Um, yep. if I were to ask you, take away one thing you could take away in this world, like mm-hmm. what don't you want to see? Like, what would it, whether for health reasons, whether for, uh, I don't know, anything you could see, like you could do, what would you mandate? Either put an age restriction on it, whether it's a, uh, just take away something, add something. In this world, Big Smitty can do it. What is it? Off the top of my head, and it might just be me living downtown and seeing it so much, if there was some way, and I guess probably impossible, there was some way to eliminate the homeless, like in terms of them having to be homeless, like figuring out some system, better system than than to have them outside in tents all, all down the damn street. There was some better system for that. I would love to see that. I just don't know what the answer is. But, like, the first thing that comes in my head is being a guy who, like I said, who sees it on a daily. If there was some way to fix that, I think that that's the first thing that comes in my mind. 
uh, obviously not preparing for that question, just coming off the top of the head. I'm assuming you got something on your mind, though. Yeah, I was just thinking about it. I don't know why it popped up. I would end, <laughs> I would end teenage drivers. <laughs> don't let okay. teenagers drive. Don't let them drive. So you know basically, you know, it's the number one cause of death. Texting and driving. No, just teenage drivers. <laughs> That's the number one cause for that for that age demographic. Oh, that gotcha. Teenage drivers are the number one cause of death, along with um, yeah, yeah, number one cause of death. Teenage drivers. Uh, I'm so no, I'm not mad at that, man, because I do feel like you know it, it comes with a driving comes with a certain level of maturity. If you ain't mature enough to be doing that, does. like that's I, too, I it's too dangerous. Allowed, we've allowed it to get spiral out of control, dog. Like, yeah, we're not teaching it. The only thing, though, my only argument, though, I understand that a lot of, like, juniors and seniors have to work to, like, just, you know, because of that situation. I know my wife, you know, when she was in high school, all throughout high school, she worked at Arby's. She was hustling. And, she, and her mom is a nurse, single mom. She couldn't take her to work. So she had no choice but to get a car so she could go take. So there's certain situations where it's like, damn, like. You know, and, and luckily she was mature honest, enough. Dog, I'm gonna be real. Every uh -oh. single fucking teenager I see driving is on a phone, and you wonder why you're fucking dying or getting into crashes at an all time high, and you don't even know. You're not only killing yourself, you're killing fucking everybody else involved. And yeah. it's like, if you don't teach a fucking person to respect what they're in, yeah. And by respecting what they're in starts with changing the goddamn oil and the brakes, in my opinion. I don't give a shit what you want to tell me. I'm just going to take it to the shop. Guess what? I don't care what you believe. I'm fine with it. Everyone has this right to have their own opinion. All I know is that you're more likely to lean against my car than on your own car. Mm. You're going to sit on the hood of someone else's car. You ain't going to sit on the, your own car hood. Because that's the, the issue. It's your shit. I, it's mine. I, it's like, oh, yeah, but you'll sit on my shit? If right. you don't learn to love or respect the shit you do or what you control, how are you going to respect the fact that you're going to put another man's life at, at risk or woman's life at risk? Dog, they don't know how to do anything in that car. They drive it until it blows up. They don't know if oil light comes on or low tire gauge comes on. They have no clue. And then they're texting and driving like crazy. The reason I brought it up is I drove to Newport the other day and traffic was stupid crazy. I saw this one girl, two, four girls in a car on the freeway in the fucking fast lane, homie. The driver's mm. on the phone texting. The passenger's eating a fucking hot dog. And the two in the back, one has their foot out the window. The other one's playing like a video game. There's like, they're like 17, 16. And in the fast lane, homie, like slowing up traffic, though. Right. And I'm just like, get your teenage asses out of the fucking freeway. Like, I wouldn't give a kid a license anymore. See, back in the day, 16, dog, we got a license at 16. It yeah. was big time. It was like, damn, we respected the shit out of it. There's no way we're going to lose our license. We're not going to screw this up. Blah, blah, blah. No, these motherfuckers getting their license. I wouldn't give a cat a license at 28. 
But I will say this, you know, it's hard to compare because y'all, you guys just didn't have what we what we have too, though. So like, it's hard for me to. It's easy to be like, we wouldn't have done this or we didn't do this. Well, y'all didn't have it. Y'all didn't have phones and technology. So I don't know what y'all would have done at sixteen or seventeen. It's, 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 it's hard to say that. Nokia, dog. Y'all had the long ass cordless phone. Y'all ain't had no fucking. Y'all wouldn't. It wasn't no text. Right like, blah. Hey, <laughs> shit. Uh, all right, I, I get with you. All right, bet. Hey, and it was old school, like. And we had a beeper, homie. The beeper, like, fine. Yeah. Ah, damn. Man, I miss those days. Hey, bro, homie. pull over to the payphone. <laughs> hey, I miss those days. I'm yeah. being real. Um, you are right, though, when it comes to like, it, and listen, I can't be the guy here, you know, judging other people and act like my shit don't stink. I do at times. I'm, I'm checking my phone while I'm driving, and I, I got to stop doing that. I've told myself multiple times. I just think that we got to a point where. Um, this guy's in class right now. We we had him talk before. I that's why I'm laughing. He's like he's literally 15, 16. That's just I I haven't heard the phrase geezer in a long time. That's kind of I don't funny. Know how he knows geezer? Right. I, I think that the picture's fake because he got to be an older. No, cat. that's him. No, remember me and you? We we, we talked yeah, to him I like know, last week. He, he a young think, cat. I think he's uh he he, he uh he's faking troll. What is he's it? Catfish. He's a troll. He's a catfish. Oh, he could be because I, I, I don't even use geezer. You old geezer. That's funny as hell. But like I said, I do sometimes text and drive or check my phone and drive. And, you know, it's easy to do when you out here in the L.A. traffic, not making an excuse. But, you know, you, you're you're fucking butt to butt, you know, traffic, car to car, bumper to bumper. And it's like, you know, your phone's right there. But we we become so addicted to these things, man. These things right here that, I again, as a 29-year-old, I'm admitting that we gotta we gotta do better because that shit is dangerous and I've gotten time where I've almost gotten access because of me. I bet you Caleb Smitty thinks that's really how you spell spelt. <laughs> and everything. You, you know what the problem is? Caleb texts so much and misspells shit all the time. When he writes a paper, it's so bad because we're used to texting. I caught that at Independence Dog in 1617. Cat text so much, SMH, L O L. I was seeing it on papers submitted to their teachers. Mm, yeah. You don't think texting is translating to the papers in class? You don't think is. that the shit we're seeing is correlating or translating to the real world, like on the freeway, texting yeah. and driving and eating? Like, listen, I'm 47. I've been driving since I was 11 years old, a diesel truck. My dad taught me the first car I ever drove was a fucking 18-wheeler, by the way. So... Mm. I think the experience speaks for itself, but don't give me a 17-year-old talking about they have the same right on the road as I do. No, they don't. It's just not. This doesn't. And I, 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 that's one of the biggest things I would change right now if I became president of the United but States. But did you feel that way when you were 17? No, because like I said, it was, it was a little different. I'm just saying, we all, but listen, I yeah, feel yeah. you. But we're all going to say that about our generation. You know I, I what I'm saying? Like, it, but I would also keep it real and keep it 100, 1,000, a buck, like y'all say, and understand that, listen, we had driver's ed, homie. Y'all don't even have driver's ed class no more. We had driver's ed. No, my not generation, now, you uh, my generation, we did. I don't know about now, but we definitely had that. All I know is y'all dudes was drinking and driving like a motherfucker, too. Y'all yeah, wasn't texting. Y'all had, had 40s. Y'all had the top back with the 40s trying to show out. Hey. Parking did y'all respect the car in? Like, come hey, on, man. You used to shut the lights off on the dark, turny road and shit. Right. I know y'all was on. 
Exactly. So y'all had y'all own little flaws too. It, just, it looked different, but y'all was acting like a motherfucker too. So nah. hey, we got to end the show, show uh, showcase some people some love, man. You mentioned some of your players, man, was out there balling out these last couple of days. Do we got some clips of, of, of Jermaine balling out? Pull it up. He oh, yeah. probably got a clip. Huh, that spin move I taught him. Ooh, you taught him or? Oh, yeah, I taught him. But did yeah. I? You don't know nothing about D-line. And people don't realize, dog. I mean, let me let me break down perspective real quick. I used to tell I used to tell this story. Coaching's overrated. Jermaine came out of the womb to be an NFL football player. Right, like, right, right. You know what I taught Jermaine? How to get his grades up because he wasn't a qualifier because he, he didn't have the grades coming out of high school. So I taught him how to mature and become a grown-up, which he did very quickly. And I taught him how to, you know, you could get cussed out even as the best player in the country and understand it's going to get you to the next level into the NFL. I taught him those things. I ain't going to teach Jermaine Johnson how to fucking do that. (laughs) We taught him some football. We got him better. We taught him some drills, hand eyes. We did it. it. Hard-ass weight room we gave him and shit like that. And he was a full-on involved guy. He never acted like too good or none of that. He was a hard worker. And I'd motherfuck him the same as I did other people. Here's the thing. Like, I'm not teaching him or Raheem Boyd or Malik Henry anything other than, listen, these are the things we do in this program. This is what's going to happen next when you go to the next program and blah, blah, blah. This is how we do certain things here. God-gifted talent, though. You're not coaching it, bro. Sorry to break the news to you. That's real, man. That is real. And some other God-given talent, a guy who got paid the big bag, another D lineman, Quentin Williams, I think, had a big-time play. Ethan, can we pull that up for, uh, for me, please, brother? My young brother, Ethan, the mixed assassin, the white mamba. I'll do it. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> I can't give them nicknames. I'm like, please. All right, press play again. I think Jermaine, I think Ethan. This is Jalen Carter. Yeah, that's yeah, Jalen Carter. He had Quentin Will. Yeah, he got Jalen Carter on here. But no, nah, this is hey, this is Jalen Carter's off that blue his first snap. Yeah, I know Ethan you having a bad day today. Ethan having a bad day. Ethan, it's one of those days, huh, Ethan? Half ass <laughs> effort, uh, Ethan. Let's but see. no, I'm glad I'm, I'm actually glad it's his Jalen Carter, though, because I know I know I know that's somebody. Oh, here goes the war. That's probably the play of the weekend right there. It's probably the play of the weekend. Eli Manning-esque. Hey. Who is that guy? Rourke. I never heard of him until, until oh, that Oh, you play. never heard of a quarterback that looks better than the starters making $200 million, huh? He looks better, look better than Trevor Lawrence. Why did somebody come up with that and say, damn, he, maybe the quarterbacks are just not as good as we all thought they were? No, or maybe the backups are getting better. That's but my maybe, point. Maybe Why are you looking at it that way? As y'all think. Or maybe both <laughs> things are getting better. Hey, by the way, by the way, timeout real quick. Alan can attest. I recruited that kid. I was CFL to, cat, by the way. I was trying to get that kid to Indy, by the way. He's a Juco player, by the way. <laughs> Played in the CFL. I think there was a video of all his CFL teammates was watching it on the big screen, you know, making that play. They were all excited, uh, cheering for him, you know, as well. So, shout out to him. That probably was the preseason play uh, uh, of the week it, so it, far. It's crazy, though. We keep seeing these type of plays. 
by these y'all call mid, and I'm sitting there thinking maybe quarterback play is just not as good as everybody thinks it is. And I can't wait for 10 years from now and everybody – and I'm gone or I'm doing something else. Man, JB was right 10 years ago. And that motherfucker was like, man, Cooper Rush is the same as fucking Dak Prescott. You're just a glass half empty. I'm a glass half full type of cat. You think these backups making plays like this shows that the starters aren't aren't that good? I look at it as, no, the backups are just better. They're more talented. We have more skill set at the quarterback position, whether it's the starter, the second string, or the third string cat. That's how I'm looking at it. Uh, I guess you got a different, uh, you got some different goggles on uh, when you're watching the games. It's crazy. Uh, don't you hate to have a motherfucker do that stuff? <laughs> hey, a kid to do that and they get an ass whooping. Uh, okay, mama. You give a brand new keys to drive a fucking on the freeway, fucking texting and shit. Hey, something, uh, I, something I used to say when I was a kid, I used to get in trouble for. I don't know where I got it from, but like sometimes I would say, I would say, shoot. Like, like, I can't say shit, of course. I'm a kid. But, like, if I got frustrated, I would say, Yeah, them kids shoot. worse than you. Them kids worse than you. What's about me? I wasn't cussing. But, yeah. like, I would get, my mom would get that. I would get my I know. You had, you had actually called the thing called respect. And, yeah, yeah. I, I know. <laughs> we don't have that no more. But, yet, we keep paying these dudes as if they did. Uh, Man. Hey, let I me know. ask you something real quick. Can we stop? This is a preseason. Nobody's horrible. And nobody's great. But please stop DMing me that Derek Carr is the best thing ever. Shut up! He fucking threw a touchdown in preseason. Yay! Shut up! He's still Derek Carr, the same dude. Trust but me. Hold on real quick, JB. I'm going to defend the Derek Carr and the Saints fans because let's keep it all the way 1,000. If Derek Carr looked shitty and threw two picks in the preseason, we would have been on this show, and you would have been patting yourself on the back like, see, I told you guys, Derek Carr's going to beat Derek Carr. So no, don't we get, you gotta keep that same energy. You know why I want it? Because it's already who he is. I have nothing to prove about Derek Carr. He's been in the league nine years. He is. You're all acting like this guy's in year two, and he's going to be better this year. He's fucking playing decade. He's horrible. He ain't horrible. He just ain't. He just mid. You know what I mean? You got the red hat on. I, I thought you grew up in a crip neighborhood, JB. What you got hey, going I on? Grew up in no damn crip neighborhood. We call them crabs where I'm from. But yeah, we didn't. We don't grow up in no damn crip neighborhood. But this is the four aces: Pat Perez, Dustin Johnson. You know, uh, my main man uh, Patrick Reed uh, representing. Um, they lost this weekend, but you know they all probably made about a million. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this stuff was a hundred thousand. We'd be good to go. You know yeah, what I mean? no, it's crazy. Uh, hey man, it's been another great merciless Monday. We got a lot of work down. We got a lot to work down, man. Jimmy G played against the Niners. Uh, I wanted to break down the Niner horrible, horrible quarterback play. Trey Lance. I wanted to dive into that shit. I actually have film that we can show uh, tomorrow or or whatever yep. day. We we'll have Steve Kim on tomorrow. Um. Man, another three hours went by like uh like that. Uh, woo! I got a hey, uh, great way to start the week off though, man. We got, yeah, we got over seven hundred people in here. I got, a, uh, I got a lot of things going on. I got a a, a whole team hazmat team outside right now. Um, oh shoot! They, a hazmat team? They got uh, their full little fit on. But they're coming to demo my interior, my ceiling, and and demo my house and take my furniture and all that shit. And that's why tomorrow, right after this show's done, I'll do the show tomorrow from here. 
I'll be mm-hmm. prepping all day and tomorrow getting ready, but then it goes on the road because I'll be at my little vacation spot, chilling, drinking Mai Tais at the pool, and uh, and uh, and uh, you know, we're gonna be doing it from there. Hey, by the way, Saturday we're gonna have a little little party, pool party at the at the spot, uh, poker, etc. So if you if you ain't doing nothing, uh, come on this, out this Saturday. This Saturday out 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 at the spot. At, at the spot. Yeah. No, you ain't. You ain't tell me you was doing that, JB. I know. We just we just thought of it yesterday. <laughs> so you uh, gonna cook? You gonna get food? You gonna cook and everything? Yeah, yeah they got a yeah dog. I got, the crib I got is like a villa. It's like a, I got the full, uh, I got the full bar outdoor barbecue. We got the indoor. We all that. Is, gonna, is the pool is the pool gonna be cold or is it gonna be? Eh, it's hundred and twenty degrees, dog. What do you want? You want you want the heated pool? That's my no. Point. I want it. No, no, no. That's my point. I want it cold. You drink pinkies out? You drink pinkies out? I'm saying I've been... No, you got me wrong. I've been in that area that you're going to be at, and I'm saying sometimes the water don't be... It don't be uh, managed properly. That's all I'm saying. I'm bringing... If I pull up, I'm bringing the swimming trunks. Is what I'm trying to say. This is a private private house. This is my timeshare, dog. It's mine. Like, don't trip. Uh, Let's see. I'm going to let you know what I can do. Barbecue. Make some, you know... Make some... what, What do you want? Chicken? I want some oh, chicken for sure. Don't be racist. Don't be racist. Stereotype. It was, I, 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 what if you? I want you to break the stereotype. Nah, JB. I want some fucking swordfish. I want a goddamn. Uh, well, we all like chicken. White folks like chicken. Know, Why is this a black person thing? Y'all love chicken too. I, know, I say it all the time. Me and Pat Perez have this debate all the time. Bro- brothers get a bad rap about chicken and watermelon. We love that shit. Y'all love both of them things. Like, it's crazy. And I don't even like watermelon like that, personally. So, I, I, I break that stereotype. But you I love why, right? chicken. Why? You know why? Why? You whitewash. <laughs> <laughs> Says the white man. <laughs> I want some of them teriyaki burgers, Back though. East side, far east side, 317. is whitewash, homie. Far east side, man. Where the beast ride, man. Post road, man. 42nd and post. 21st and Shayland. All in 10. I'm talking about... 16th and post. I'm talking about German Church Road, German Church Park. Shout out to Dewberry, man. All my people back home, man. Shout out to my mama, man, Sheila. You know what I mean? My pops, Randy, in the hood right now, man. And hey, I'm gonna get y'all out. We still grinding. We still. <laughs> That'd have been cold, wouldn't it? Uh, you should have kept it going. That would have been funny as hell. You should have kept it going. Everybody. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow, another day, another dollar. I'll be doing a daily rant later on. Uh, I got a lot to discuss. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Become a member if you're not one. Pound that like and Patreon. Become a member. We got a few more this morning already. Season one, episode one. We'll be dropping September 7th. So hey, if y'all want to pull up to the party Saturday, hit us up in the Discord. Pay us $10. And that's, that's your access fee. Lucy, all of y'all, $10. let us know. Are we in Compton in the 80s? $10? I'm Jeez. trying to be nice to our loyal members, JD. Nah, no more, dog. You got to pay to play. You got to pay to play. Uh, uh, two fifty. My fault. Hey, is what it is. Uh, Steve Kim tomorrow, uh, Thursday. We got Major League Baseball pitchers, uh, Chicago White Sox uh, coming on in, um, and uh, we may have another Major League Baseball pitcher from the Dodgers joining us this week too. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, he's on rehab right now. My main man, Walker Buehler. Hey, man, my love. Appreciate everybody. We'll see you guys tomorrow for Talk That Talk Tuesday. Pound the like button. Peace.